Yes, we're back. Unfortunately, Steve Fezzik passed away. <laughs> Almost, Steve. I'm going to be 60. <laughs> I'm not I'm, getting younger. I've never seen a flu last for like 11 days. Yeah, it was Monday night, remember? At the yeah. end of the pod Monday. Yeah, and you gave it to everyone. Everybody. Uh, everyone. Some are getting positive for COVID. Who knows? I was down. I, I did the best. I was a couple days, and I was I could have. You know, I came in that Wednesday when you couldn't make it. Oh, I can't make it. Well, now you believe me. I was here like, like <laughs> I was here. And Scott, you had to look over almost like Mickey. And Rocky, like, think, how's he doing? Was there I any- said, stay down, <laughs> stay down. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. We had a good pod, a real good pod. Um, we ch- made a change that I think you're gonna like. More picks, I think, that you can really count on or feel confident about. But NBA isn't far away, and we got a special offer for you. We're letting you customize your package. We want everyone to get what they want. I mean, I, I just literally, what do we want? We want them to get what they want. It's that simple, and it's Bundle true. Bundle it. It's true. And what we're doing is saying this. You can put together an NFL package with an NBA package. Now, the NFL is discounted because there's been some weeks, but it's been, you know, there's 85% of the season counting the playoffs left, if not a little bit more than that, Right. Because it's one fourth is gone if you, or a little less than a fourth, then you got the playoffs. Let's see, September, October, November, that's five and a half months. Yeah, but we're in October. Yeah. All right. So four and a half months and the NBA. Now, Fez, you might think, Fez, what's he know about the NBA? I don't know, but I know this. He had the best uh, win percentage of anyone last year. Where's that number at? Where was Fez's number at? It was like, oh, here it is. Fez was 38 and 21, not up 24 units. This year, NFL, you're up, you have 29 winners, 15 losers, one push, 21 units. It's just 20, you're like the cookie monster eating 20 unit chunks. Mm, cookie. <laughs> That's what he. That's what we got to do when you're really rolling. There, there was one NBA player that. Did. No, no, talk like Cookie Monster. No, no, he <laughs> that was like the Cookie Monster. Yeah, he was trying to be Mahomes, maybe. That that, <laughs> that was good. I like. It. We're gonna pull that out again. So, the, all joking aside, guys, you know how good he is. You listen to this, and the records back it up, and they're double documented. That's the funny part. NFL again, twenty nine fifteen. Last season's NBA thirty eight and twenty one. You can put those two together, Fezic and Fezic. It's almost like face-off, right? Okay, you can go Fezzik and McKenzie. Now listen, you might think, McKenzie, this guy is like, what is he, like 700 picks in, to two, in two three? seasons? I think it's three. And No, it's I think it's two it's seasons, two. 700 okay. picks, and he's like 50, he was like 56%er. Yeah. It's crazy. High I, volume. I would have bet... How much, at even money, how much, you would have bet everything you owned that he would, couldn't do that, right? Oh, easily. Put the whole put the whole house down. Like, forgetting the house or whatever, but if you were betting 5000 on it, what would be fair odds? Like, that he comes in cold, meaning off the street, effectively. I mean, got a Yale degree, but, and. It's 58%? It, it, like, it was 57, you know, let's call it 57 flat just to be safe. Over, over 700 plays. 1% chance. I think that's high. That's high. This guy knows the NBA. He loves it. He grew up in Chicago. He loves it. 
He has a Yale degree. The guy's pretty smart. I mean, I keep him down, but we all, you know, just for his own ego. His ego runs rampant otherwise. Wouldn't you say, Fez? I have no comment. <laughs> and if Fez thinks you got too much ego, whew, whew. <laughs> but you know what? He's not, he's sick today. I'm giving him his props. This guy knows the NBA. Fez and McKenzie, you can do. You can do. Why do they have Fezzik and Fezzik twice? Oh, Fezzik for NFL and NBA and Fezzik for college football, which you, you've done well in. Yeah. So whatever you want. Now, how do you do it? You put it together and you save 25% extra. It's discounted anyway because you listen to the Dream preview. You get a coupon that gives you 25% off. By the way, the response to the Weekender last week was record-breaking. Thank you for the support. It means a lot to us. Here's the coupon. Dream 25. It's not $25. It's 25% on top of the discount for the bundling. Ooh. Yeah. Now, let's just use one example and we'll get on to the pod. If you bought the NFL season access from Fez and the NBA access from McKenzie, that would cost you $1,150 at the you know price as it's offered to now. Right now, you can get those two for $9.95. So think NBA goes to freaking June and it starts October 15th or whatever. And you can get him and Fez for the NFL, usually $1,150 for $9.95, now 25% off that. I think that's about $250, Fez. There you go. So for $750, that's a, I'm not going to say any more. If you don't do it, you don't want it. If you don't want it, I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. You blow that on one bottle of Ace of Spades at a, at a beach no, club. No, 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 Fez. We're not living in your highfalutin world. <laughs> For some people, it's a, a bunch of time at KFC. <laughs> but you know what? They need a discount as much as anyone. I mean, listen, that's one thing. You grew up in Dayton, but you grew up rich. I mean, we, we agree with that, right? When I hit eighth grade. <laughs> what was the thing that happened? We I've never heard this story. What what happened? What happened? In oh, my, grade? my my dad was a chemical engineer, and uh-huh. then he, he advanced to management. Then he advanced to upper management when I hit like junior high school. So did he come home with the Jeffersons playing on a boombox? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. Like, did did like your mom set you down and say we're rich now, son? We're, 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 like, how how did it go? I want to hear. Well, this. we moved from Dayton View, uh-huh. which is like the bad neighborhood now in Dayton, and we moved up, moving on but it, up. But it wasn't the bad neighborhood then. It, it it was going downhill. It was going. It was not a good neighborhood. It was like a, a working class neighborhood. Well, I'd like to know what going downhill means. Yes, and <laughs> we, we we headed to Oakwood, the land of the country club. Yes. Now, did, were you were you kind of like a scuzzy outsider initially? Oh, completely. Yes. So and did, they you know. had like, you had like shirt like t shirts with like a, a brown ring around. Like how how did it go? Yeah, down? The mom would like sew the penguin or the alligator on the shirt instead of like the real one. You know, whatever. You know, no good. Uh, Tell us a few more stories. Wait. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So how was it when they ostracized you? So this is when your your different personality defects came in. Yeah, pretty much. So fourth grade, <laughs> we moved to Oakwood. My buddy, Henry Harlemer, real good kid. So did you leave kid. the old friends behind like you never saw them again? Uh, there weren't really any old friends, I remember. <laughs> uh, I was traumatized back, back in the hood. <laughs> So Henry and I were buddies like in fourth and fifth grade. And then I, I remember his father was like judge. He was a judge. 
in, in, in Oakwood. So he was the poor kid or the rich kid? He was the rich kid and 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 good athlete. And like I remember going over to his house and they and in the living room there was a suit of armor. It was like a museum. It was the most beautiful. A suit house of ar- how big was the house? It was a big house. Yeah. So um, Henry Henry moved on to bigger and better things after after he got out of. I think I should be grade. playing the piano music for my upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a good time together in Mrs. Layman's class. In I believe. Grade. Thank you, Henry. Good dude. I bet Henry's listening, right? Now. Someone might tell him. What are the odds someone tells him? Oh, almost for sure. Yeah, it's a good guy. By the way, I was watching a little Rambo one on YouTube. Oh, is that good? Oh, is that good? Oh, here's your song, Feds. We haven't played this for a while. <laughs> Do you know that song? Yeah. It's 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 when he starts just going off on yeah. crazy tangents. We had a little jazz for him. I was going to play the Silver Spoons theme, but I, I couldn't get to it quick enough. That's funny. Little All right. Ricky Schroeder? So here's what we know. Fez is completely out. He doesn't know what a gallon of milk costs because he doesn't have to. All right. So you could say, I'm mad at him for looking down on the proletariat. Or you could say, I want to be like him. It's your choice. Or, the Scott, you got hockey going? I don't know. Is hockey in this mix? I think it is. When's hockey start? Hockey starts the 10th. And you've been getting a lot of sales for that. Yeah. The 10th of ready. October? The 10th of October. What the day NHL is that? Begins. The, uh, after the 9th, before the 11th. <laughs> Thank you, Arthur. All right. So it's Dream 25. Fez does better in the pod. We'll just say it like that. Well, kind of, kind of. But all joking aside, this is the kind, if you want picks, yeah, you buy the $25 best bet, you have fun, it's thrilling. It's not economical compared to this. Think about it, 750 bucks for literally the rest of the NFL and all of the NBA, anyone you want, pretty much, or anyone, including Fez and Fez. Enjoy, and that's Dream 25 again. And this is a limited offer. I think it expires like Monday. Yeah, good through Monday, the coupon is. So in either way, enjoy. And if you don't buy anything, leave a review. Only if you love us. If you don't love us, just accept your listening for free. All right? And we'll, I don't want you to leave a, a five if you don't believe it. But if you believe it, leave it because it helps. And I don't ask that too much, Faz. No, you don't. If you want to say Team RJ hashtag in there, I have no problem with that because Faz gets very competitive. Dream 25 is a coupon. On to this show. Week five. And Typhoid Fez is in the studio. Dog, and that's about it. We got Scott Seidenberg, <laughs> AJ Hoffman out, fallen from Fez, Mackenzie out. Oh my gosh, Fez, how you feeling? It's been it's been ten days, sixty percent. It's ten. Days. I was seventy five percent a couple hours ago. Now I'm down to sixty. I'm I've, like a battery that's dying. <laughs> I've never heard of someone that's nine or ten days into a cold. Oh, it's bronchitis. <laughs> Scott, you've been just fatigued. I mean, my plan to be the last man standing is almost complete. I just have to knock you out. <laughs> I'll be all right. It's a survivor series. Yeah. But, but we're, we're getting sick in, in uh, like, it's like a baton relay. Yeah, I mean, if I could just get both of you out at the same time with Mackenzie and AJ, and then I'll have this whole thing to myself. Oh, my God. You'll be watching TV, eating popcorn, <laughs> like in your underwear. That's, when, they, when they both said they were out tonight, I was like, 
uh, it was like uh, from The Simpsons, Mr. Burns. I said, "Excellent, <laughs> it's all coming to plan." The the funny thing is that <laughs> imagine we came back after two weeks and he's in his underwear watching the game, <laughs> picking his nose. <laughs> I remodeled the whole inside. Food everywhere yeah. on the ground. <laughs> All right, so we're doing something a little different. And I thought about this, and I want to talk to you guys about it. We had a little tentative talk about it. I think I'm getting into bad habits picking this fourth and fifth game. I'm not playing five NFL sides a week. Fez, how many professionals are playing five NFL sides a week? Um, they might be, but that's because they got all week long. Uh-huh. With, with the, but against do, one number. Exactly. To use an example— like Houston was plus three and Atlanta was pick them. Well, now Atlanta's minus two. So I've, I bet both of those. I bet plus three and I bet pick. But now the line's two. So you get the idea. Like against a number on midweek, Especially maybe a one. savvy, a savvy number. One. Maybe yeah. one bet. So we're going to stay with three. And then for the two weight and one weight, we got options. For one of them, you have to have a total. And that can be a over-under for the game or over-under for a team. And then the second pick can be – it can't be a prop, but it can be any derivative you want, you know, so first quarter, you know, any of that kind of thing. But you can still do four picks on sides, five picks on sides. I just want my fourth and fifth pick to be better, quite frankly. Because mm-hmm. I think what I'm what's happened is – so imagine you're eating and it's like a well curated lunch where you got salami from Italy and lobster from Maine, Maine even, <laughs> um, New Zealand. What what's the food delicacy there? Lamb. Lam- oh, I love lamb. lamb. My best buddy's Greek. We grew oh lamb. Mm. Those little innocent lambs taste good. <laughs> Especially the lamb chop. Oh, you want to hear a funny story about lamb chops real quick. (laughs) So the Bellagio Buffet used to have, I think they still do, who knows, lamb chops. Where literally it was like as many of these little, you know, where you get four for like 40 bucks if you go to a nice place. Mm -hmm. You know, you can eat 10 of them, 12 of them, 16 of them. But the the the, cha- the challenge I, I can't name names here, but the challenge was they didn't have it for the lunch, but they had it for the dinner. And there was this fellow who was uh, a big eater we knew, and he went wanting the lamb chops. Got there like at two thirty, and they said, "Oh, lamb chops aren't till dinner." He goes, "Okay, then." He sat down and just sat for like four hours. <laughs> like, wait, wait for the shift to change, and then finally they bring out the lamb chops like four hours later, and he runs. I mean, that's love. That's a veteran move. <laughs> well, you know, the no. last the last seating for lunch the, and into the, dinner. The, that one I agree with. And some of the places will put a wind a half hour window to get you out. They don't want you there for that. Yeah, they um but the, ba- pl- the bacchanal is like on ninety, and it's not two hours. Like the wind's two hours. The bacchanal's ninety minutes. They move you out of there. Okay. At the, at, oh, it's a max Caesar's. max ninety minutes. Yeah, ninety. What, so you're sitting there eating. They're saying, "Hey, you guys got to go." I've heard people have been booted. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So my thinking is that if you think about that 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 well uh, curated meal 
or you think about like a cheap buffet, a cheap buffet. Imperial Palace, Riviera. But if you're two hung- worst in the history of Vegas. <laughs> if you're hungry, well, I see. I think the Holiday Inn back in right the up day, there. It, yeah, it was right? at midnight. It was open. Oh, it was open till like two in the Ooh. morning. It was the only late night buffet on the Strip. I'm like, <laughs> that was a different era. But um, the idea is that if you're hungry and they only got one thing, you're gonna go. Wah, 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 wah. So for scarcity, right? I think there's scarcity of good picks if you're picking five. So what? Ha- I'll give you an example of a game I didn't go with. I'll, I'll tell right now. I was thinking about the Jets, right? But I looked at the look-ahead line. I said, hmm, it was three. Now it's one and a half. I don't like that. I'm going to pass it. But if I had to pick five games, Jets would be on the board. And I think what ends up happening is you start not being discerning. And that's a problem, I think, Steve. No doubt. So now we're going to not only have, you know, our three sides or maybe more, but we're going to have even better picks, I think, that people can get excited about. Because what if, yeah. What if one of our derivatives is aligned with one of our top three picks? Ooh, I don't, I don't think we can do that. I, I think you can only touch on one game mm. e- each way, I think. Yeah. I think that Although we may have okay. a crossover. That might yeah, happen. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if it's not like if it's a side and total in a game, I'm fine with that. No, let's say if I have I have a team total with the side. No, no, no. no, Is that cheating? Well, just see how much on a on on a same game parlay you get paid for. (laughs) It's correlated. (laughs) It's way correlated. All right, so this should be fun. Give us feedback on this, and as we always do. No, we have AJ's picks, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Last week wasn't a good week, was it? Last no. week was like, I went four and one. It was a great. Week. Oh, it's it's well, not all about tell. you. <laughs> you can always tell it's inversely correlated. <laughs> yes, there is. A, it's a team, you know, and, there, and there's no I in team, Scott. Well, as a team, we're all doing well. Wait a minute. So AJ, hold on a second. AJ's thirteen and seven. Those are our year-to-date cumulative records. That's sixty-five yes. percent. What the f-, f go is going on? Let me let me ask. So how come you guys aren't styling in your contest? Yeah, that's too good, many college games. <laughs> that's mm. a good question. We're also right. losing by hooks. So I'm eleven and you should nine. Win by the hooks. What did I go last week? Lord. And what was the record? You got it. Uh, last week, I believe. For me, Uh-oh. was that like one and four or something? Uh oh. Don't have it directly in front of me. All I right, think it right. was disposed of. So AJ's thirteen and seven. I'm eleven and nine. Scott is 11, 8, and 1. I don't know if I believe that. Though, <laughs> though he hasn't won one of his, his best bats yet. He's 0, 3, and 1 there. Boy, other than that, you're 11, 5, and 5. Wow. And Fez is below 500, 8, and 10. Fez, it's time to pick it up. This is like second year now. How can AJ be beating you? He's going to come in and start dogging you next week. It's early. <laughs> All right. So even so... Fez gets the honors. You know something? If you're not above 500 by the midway point of the season, AJ's getting honors. You know, before, before I think they should change seats. AJ should get oh. this seat, and Fez should go on the side. You know, there was there was a there was a stretch before you got here, Scott. I, I think I went 12 and one on my best bets. Remember the year that we were we almost won the super contest? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was like, and you guys were like, I like that pick. You yeah. know, it was like <laughs> we were like all in sync too. Um, Glory days, they all pass you by. <laughs> now I work down at the car wash. <laughs> we're all does is rain. <laughs> My life's a downbound train. Uh, Just because he got the flu, look how down he is. We're gonna go Arizona Cardinals. This is my five weight plus three. I understand why Ooh. this. I understand why this line is three because. Preseason expectations, but there is nothing, nothing to indicate 
that the Bengals should be laying three in this game if you look at the results year-to-date. And frankly, I just can't see how the Bengals are suddenly going to flip a switch and become an above-average team. Uh, their defense- so what, what, where do you have Arizona at in your power ranking? I have Arizona 29th, four points worse than an average team. Okay, so to be... A three-point home dog, you assume one, one and a half. So really, that that then requires Cincinnati to be an average team. Yes, to be laying four here. And I, I have three since, here. And I have since I don't think I'm on an island. I got Cincinnati, the 21st best team, one and a half points worse than average. And frankly, that is a wildly optimistic rating right now, considering you look at their underlying numbers. Their defense is below average, and their offense absolutely doesn't work. They're last in the league in yards per play. Their EPA is terrible. Burrow can't move at all. There's no expectation he's suddenly going to be. Did I hear Fez talking about EPA? Yeah. He's suddenly going to be mobile. Um, I could make the case at the end of the year, we could look back on this line and say Arizona should have been favored. I see no scenario that we could say, oh, the Bengals should have been laying five. Uh, Clear value. Now, I know the look at line was seven. Mm -hmm. That is a drag. I mean, like what really changed? I guess it was Burrow beating the Rams that made people think maybe he's kind of coming back. And the and defense then, playing well in and that And then game. last week it was a disaster. Just an absolute epic disaster. And, and a little phony final. Um, yeah. Arizona hung in there against well, the listen, 49ers. Well, listen, it doesn't matter. I mean, oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Arizona's been fighting. And, and I've been saying this all along. I think there's something more going on with Cincinnati than just Joe Burrow's calf. Because there has to be more to explain why they're playing so poorly well, besides num- just their quarterback can't move. Well, their number two wide receiver, you know, now he's got a broken rib. Higgins, so that's yeah. not helping. I but the defense should be better. Like, defense the, the is should, they, They're not running the fight. The team should be better but than you this. you can't run the ball if you don't throw the ball. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're averaging .95 points per drive this season. That's the lowest in the NFL. Now, you guys have seen this. So, like, literally, they, like, before the snap, they, put, they, 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 they go back six yards, and they mm-hmm. put a little circle, and they're like, this is where the quarterback for the Bengals is going to reside. And, like, do, 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 do. It's like it's it's not a moving target. It's like it's like it's like playing Battleship, and it's like B, it's like E five hit. You know, you know where to rush to. I disagree with Scott though, saying it can't just be Burrow is what over in his in his um, heyday. We'll say, but when he was playing his best just last year, how much better is he than uh, an average quarterback? Three and a half points. And so right now he's playing like what two points, three points worse than an average quarterback. Three points worse. He's playing. He's playing like. like so we're like. He's like seven points from where he typically plays. Exactly. Yeah, we have him. We have him in our rankings, tied for twenty eighth. So what I'm saying is, if mm-hmm. you, I mean, how much? I mean, th- so we started the Bengals four points better than an average team, and you've only downgraded them for that. So I've downgraded them to minus one, a five and a half point downgrade. But you're right; like the offense has only been downgraded like four points because the defense has been worse, also. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably too high. But if, but this number assumes that Burrow's playing is going to play better than he did last week. Yes, and, and I think that's a leap of faith. My point is, Maybe when not I last say, week, but <laughs> when I say there has to be something more. The, the team could just be frustrated. The team could be thinking that their quarterback's not putting them in a position to succeed. They're one in three. This is a team that had Super Bowl aspirations, but nothing's going right for them. Maybe the players feel like Joe Burrow's being, maybe he's being selfish. Maybe oh. the team's not making the right decision. Maybe they would have been better off with a backup, a healthy backup. Something's not right with this team. And it's to me, it's a little bit more than just Joe Burrow's calf. I think it, sh- I think it shows you how... Remember, the year they went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Fez and I had him under, right? Remember, uh, Chase was having trouble in the preseason? Yeah. yeah. And we thought, oh, okay, they're, they're not doing anything. 
I mean, you really think about it, the Bengals, except for their defensive coordinator, who has been very skilled generally, Big Lou, as I call him, mm-hmm. they, they, I mean, what are they? Their running game isn't, I mean, they got great receivers. Bottom 10 in rushing success. And, right? and, a, and a great quarterback, typically, and a great DC. Now they got great receiver, one. Yeah, yeah. And remember, this is um, a contract year. For um, what Hig- Higgins? What's his the second one's name? Higgins. Yeah. Higgins yeah. yeah, and he's got a he's got. They say he's got a broken rib now. So he, like he's mad about. Also. I mean, his contract year. He wants to get paid. So I mean, he's probably a little irritated. And Chase had a comment after the game in the locker room, but I don't think it's against Burrow. He came in and changed that whole franchise. I'm always open. I'm always. Open. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually have my derivative on this game. Ooh. And or one one of my totals, I guess you'd call it. And this is under Cincinnati twenty three and a half. Under team total. Yes, because I feel very secure. The Bengals aren't going to do a ton on offense, but I think this is the kind of rally the troops. It's the season's on the line that the defense is going to respond. Like the Rams game, similar type. Of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I can see that. I mean, I, I and and I could see this game being a twenty to seventeen slugfest. You know, back back. You know, not a slugfest. Um, what you do like with the low scoring is there's not there's no explosive plays, so they're not going to score quickly. Mm-hmm. They have just three passing plays of twenty five or more yards this season, and that's tied with. Vegas, Carolina, and New England for the least amount in the NFL. Because so you really, don't have to worry about getting a big, quick score down the field. Don't get beat deep by Chase, yeah. and you're going to be fine. And that's you know? what teams are doing. They're not getting beat. You, yeah. you know, I, I did want to comment on, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to get killed on my games of the year that I bet because I faded Tampa. Remember mm-hmm. all the money that went against Tampa, mm-hmm. Arizona, and the Rams? So I have all these games of the year where I'm like laying seven against these teams. I was high on all three of them. <laughs> so um, you weren't high on Tampa. No, I was a little high on Tampa because I I thought they had too much talent. I said the first half of the year all I right. like, remember. All right, all right, you're yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but what's going to make up for that is that really like they say don't overreact, mm-hmm. react, <laughs> react, react a bunch because there's like there's so many teams like I look at the Bengals. We talked we we gave this out on SOV mm-hmm. um, under uh, under nine and a half wins. We gave it out on the pod here. Mm-hmm. Um, that number is looking just to be ridiculous. You know the, the Bengals aren't going to go ten, win ten games. The Bears were five and a half. I don't know if the Bears are going to win a game. I mean, they're going to they're win two games this year. Speaking of that, I, I'll give a little bonus Thursday action. I like the Bears at mm. six, and there's a trend that says, and this makes a ton of sense, if you're off of overtime, then you've got to play on Thursday. It's like 2-22 and 22 or something. So Washington's in a horrible spot. And this game got hit. This game got manipulated up to seven and got hit super hard. Mm. So, um, so by the minute, can you clarify that manipulation the way they, that, that they do that? Because I don't, I think some listeners might, not yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you watch, it's interesting if you watch the 60 minutes that Billy Walters was profiled in, what's it been now, five, six years ago, maybe more than that. Um, he they had a camera on him throughout the weekends, you know, a couple weekends, I think, and you hear him on the phone going, All right, let's see if we can dummy this game up. So the idea in his parlance of dumb, dummying up a game is to say, okay, the sports books are afraid of me. If I make a bet, they're going to move the line big. And not only are they going to, is the line going to move at the place I make the bet, <clears throat> it's going to move at all the places that are moving on air, all the ones that are looking at the screen. 
So he was able to figure, well, what's the impact of every dollar I spend at Pinnacle or wherever? And he would find out, like, this has the most leverage. Boom, he'd bet a game, let's say, at six. It'd go up to six and a half. The followers would bring it to seven. And the minute it hits seven, he bets three times as much or five times as much on the other way at seven. Mm -hmm. So he gets to move it a point, but he moves it enough onto a key number that it's actually a slightly positive EV arbitrage, or, or I guess in this case it'd be a middle, and but you but you get the real bet you want at a, a better number. So it's like you're buying a point for free. Yeah. And the beauty on a game like this is that it opens at five and a half, and the initial pop, a few people bet it up to six, and then a little momentum, people are like, oh, they're betting the favorite. Hey, it's a standalone game Thursday. Let me get in front of that. You know, might go higher, and so it gets to six and a half, and that's when, you know, the sharp guys, are they're, they're, they'll the, the tin foil on their heads goes off, and they're like, oh, it's already at six and a half. You know what? And I like plus six and a half. That's a profitable bet, but it's an insanely great bet at seven, and there's already been some momentum upwards. Let's just fire in on the hot accounts, the accounts that win, you know, the f mm -hmm. and phony it up. Like, make it look like we like the favorite, and then they'll go to seven, everyone else a copy, and then first thing in the morning when the limits go up Monday morning, zingo, zongo, mm. grab the plus seven. Zingo, zongo. I think, Billy, I think Billy said that exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's an example of like a judo move, right? Judo uses the strength of the opponent against you, supposedly. Mm. I don't know. But it's they're so scared of him, his bets move the market so much, well, why not take advantage of that? Mm -hmm. All right. So Bengals team total under 23 and a 23 half. half. Okay. I wouldn't mind a 24 if it's out there. And Fed's got his five star on Arizona. Real quick, Fed, who did you have as the 32nd team entering the season? Arizona. Mm -hmm. I trust. I screwed up. I trusted everybody. They said it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be the worst team. That's the line for Animal House, right? I, I all joking aside, I think there's more ignorant, not ignorant. Let's say partially informed takes that with real money behind it. Uh, I think I've ever seen. It's like two guys come up and say this is the worst. They did that with the Rams too. Like like, like oh, I've I've analyzed all these new guys on defense, and the Rams are going to have the worst defense I've ever seen. Their offense will still be good, and Arizona is just going to have the worst team. And then when they cut Colt McCoy, oh, they're they tanking. Yeah. Okay. Think about that. Think about Dobbs has only been on this team for like five weeks he's, now. He's a rocket scientist. He's going to get even better. He's a rocket scientist. He's going to learn the. He really better. is. He is, supposedly. Hmm. I don't know if it's true, but it sounds good. Because I, I don't think Matt Patricia was really a rocket scientist. No. Let's hope not for the sake of rocket. For rocket, the sake of rockets everywhere. All right. My five-star, speaking of the Rams, the L.A. Rams plus four and a half. And this is my four-star. Ooh. Now, we do these picks separately. W would you agree with that, Scott? Yes. Because I just do them right when I'm at the last minute. So, I mean, I, <laughs> and here's my thinking. Philly's undefeated. Philly, by all accounts, isn't as good as they were last year. And if somehow they get behind, it, it doesn't seem like Hurts. It seems like they can run as well as they did last year, but it doesn't seem like Hurts is thrown near as well. I agree with that. Now, again, it's a short sample, but I think there's a chance the Rams take the lead here. Um, is, Coop, is Cooper Cup potentially back? Potentially. potentially. Okay. We don't have word yet, but he is eligible to return, yes. Now, this is a line move, too. Um, I just think it, it really befuddles me that the Bengals were able to beat the Rams because, I mean, the, the more I see this Rams team, the more I like it. The offense is innovative. Like you said, the defense isn't horrible. 
And I think at some point, Philly, I mean, they're on the road again. It, I don't know. It just feels like that – how often does a team just scrape by and stay undefeated like the 7-0, 8-0? It feels like there's an, the league has enough parity that there's a comeuppance to the fact that Philly, if you just looked at the record, Super Bowl participant, they lost on a last play, and now they're undefeated. Yeah, this is a great trivia question. What what's the worst like team that started like ten and zero? Well, the Steelers a couple years ago. Mm. Remember with Big Ben? Yes, we talked about. Yeah, that. they were yeah. eleven. It's a great example. Yeah, that was the one for sure. I th- one of the main ones for sure. So the Rams are just the third team in the last twenty years to be undefeated against the spread, but they're an underdog of more than a field goal in their fifth game or later. All right, now say that one more time. So it's week five. The Rams are undefeated ATS. I I, I got that. Right? So at this point in the season, week five or later, the Rams are just the third team in the last 20 years to be a home dog of more than a field goal despite being undefeated ATS. Hmm. And and they're just not getting the respect. I mean, it sounds generic. What do you think of this game, Fess? Yeah, so on my power ratings, I didn't actually see all that much value. I made it four and a half on a neutral. So I'd give one for – Philly does have to travel across the country. So So do the Rams, though. They were in half. Yeah, you know, the one thing that... Uh, but for sure. I, at first, it wasn't just that they were in the Indianapolis, but they were in the Cincinnati the week before. So they won Cincinnati, L.A., Indy. Which I back. don't understand why. It doesn't make any sense. McVeigh said he just thought it would be better to have the team back in their home beds and more comfortable that way. Well, then they, they're kind of in the central eastern time zone. It's not like they went all the way to New York. I mean, it's it's two it's twenty one hundred miles instead of three thousand miles. But yeah, but I still agree with you that, that they should have stayed out, especially you know with the, with the timing of the games. Um, yeah, because it was a Monday night game. Yeah. So I'm worried about some accumulated fatigue. I'm worried about that too. So but, so I wasn't going to actually play it, but then this is one of these games we call these veto plays, where mm-hmm. like I I I I've got one guy that I talk to, and he won't ever tell me any of the reasons. He's just like Fez. Bet big on the Rams. That's and that's all the only input I get from him. And and I would say this, because they they had such a bad second half against the Colts and the fatigue was obvious, I think they're gonna account for it this week. Meaning maybe give them half I mean, I'm guessing they're not going as hard in practice. Yeah. I mean, like if you know you're tired, it's easier to get rested. So I'm in listen. I think this is an – I mean, we're pro-Rams, and, and the Eagles are undefeated, but the Eagles have not been impressive. I mean, what's, what's, what's facing – you go back, it's interesting. That, they're, um, that win against New England where they got outstated is looking a lot worse now with the Patriots struggling. And, and I also think that the de- – I think the defense is – I mean, they're not passing well, and they're not – I mean, they're getting pressure in theory, but it just – I don't know. I'm a little skeptical on Philly. They're stopping the run well. Mm-hmm. But against the pass, not not as much. I mean, what Sam Howell did last week was, I mean, inexcusable to let to let him go right down the field. And well, and remember, score the Sam Howell was getting a ton of love before yeah, that Buffalo that's game. That's true. And I argued that if Terry McLaurin's shoe size was a little smaller, the Commanders win that game because <laughs> they had that. He was just barely stepped on the white on that one play. Do you think that's correlated with other parts of his body? <laughs> so this is an example, though, Faz. That look ahead was six on this game. Hmm. Not going to land five. Yeah, could land six. Could land six. All right. We're staying with it, though. Rams, best bet. All right. Scott, winless on his best bets. What do you got? Oh, oh you know, I, I, I'd i be remiss to say, I just I just said, not going not gonna to land five. You know, week one, 
the um, correct me if I'm wrong. Eagles won game week one by six and week two by five. <laughs> so they've already <laughs> they've already nailed that those numbers twice this I'll year. I'll take any number a book he wants to give yeah. me. I don't care how un uh, pri- or a key it is. Go ahead. All right, winless on the best bets, but coming off a hot week, so I yeah. feel good. I feel good. I just I'm just not organizing them well. I'm picking the games. I'm just not organizing them. Listen, that, there's a lot of randomness to that. A lot yes. of people believe that you should bet the same amount on every game. There you go. Four and one. I'll be happy about that. Go ahead. My best bet is going to be the Houston Texans catching the two points against the Falcons. And I got a couple of things at play here. One is we have the Falcons returning home from London without a bye. And what we know is that it's happened nine times, nine times in history that a team has played in London and come home and played the following week. That now, they, I, I haven't seen nine. You got nine? Yeah, it was, it was. remember, it was five last year, and the four teams that played last year did it without a bye. It was the Giants last year. A couple other teams Ooh. returned home. So five, go, five last year, uh, four last year plus the five prior okay. that have played. So now it's nine total. In those nine teams, mm. those nine games where teams returned home after not having the bye yeah, with yeah, London, yeah. the opponent's team total, 7-2 and two to the over. So okay. defenses, yeah. fatigue, whatever it is, they're allowing the other team to score more than their total seven out of the nine times. And I have an offense here in the Houston Texans where C.J. Stroud is putting up historic numbers to start his career. Nico Collins and Tank Dell look like a really legit receiving duo. And the offense, it, like I said, they're performing. They've outscored their last two opponents 67-23. to 23. They actually have only allowed two touchdowns in the last 10 quarters of football. So defensively, they're playing well. And I, I look at D'Amico Ryans as a, as you know, yes, he's a very smart defensive coordinator. But I also look at him as, as a rah-rah guy, a guy who, you know, coaches yeah, with yeah. intensity and riles his team up. And so when I see the Houston Texans winning two straight games, I play into that momentum. I think this team is playing with confidence. I think they're playing with swagger. And Desmond Ritter, if you look at our quarterback composite rankings, all the way down at the bottom, just above Bryce Young, number 32. He has looked terrible this season. And Atlanta, for all their strengths running the football. You watched the game, right? Yeah. How did he look in the game? Because I I think the stats weren't bad for him against Jacksonville. The, the, The offense looked good, and he looked terrible. Okay. It, it really was him. You know, it's not helping him. Pitts isn't close to 100%, so one of his weapons, you know, he, he he's south on. But that, I, I tell you what, the running back. Yeah, they're phenomenal. The run, or, or, or a thin, fast Earl Campbell is running for, for, for Atlanta, and they're still no good on offense because their quarterback sucks. Yeah, listen, the, the, the running back's great, but you can run the football all you want. You can run. And what, is he the best running back in the league right now? He's one of them, yeah. Is he the best? I'd have to look at the numbers there. I, I would pick him. Certainly. If you put him incredible. on a good team, oh, my God. But Ritter, bottom five in success rate. Like I said, he's 32nd in our composite quarterback rankings. And here's an an interesting subcategory to this. Ritter has made eight NFL starts. He's 0-8 in the first half spread. Okay, that's interesting. I think the Texans are a team that is going to get a lead, and I like them playing with a lead because the defense gets to pin their ears back and go after the Falcons. The Falcons are not a team that is built to come from behind. I got an offense playing well. I got a defense that's motivated. You're a trend guy. I got a rah-rah coach. Ritter does not lose at home. Ever. That is correct. Ever. I know. Yeah. Ever. So, He's yes. never lost at home mm-hmm. in college or NFL. Well, you know you can press the button. Um, I will. I will. All right. Then, yeah, the way you're going ever, ever, it's like, come on. What, what, what's interesting, it, it just— So for the new listeners, mm-hmm. when you make a pick, 
mm-hmm. you're making a proposition to bet. And Fez finally, with cajoling, said, I'm going to take him up on that. In the standard bets, 300. So 300 between the boys. No VIG. So 300 to win 300. So I'm only doing three best bets. If I had to do five, I would have actually landed. Well, you're going to have five best bets, but uh, you're yeah, just going right, to have right, derivatives. Right, right, whatever. right. So I would have landed on Atlanta. Um, oh, geez. And you, so your fourth, your two weight was Atlanta, and you weren't going to have. It was a one. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. The, well, finish I, your point. The spot is terrible coming back from London, but it's almost a 2020 game. What do I mean by 2020 game? One team covers by 20. The other team fails by 20. So Atlanta gets blown out in a game that was kind of statistically almost equal. So it was a, little, it was a phony final. Court, bad quarterback play. Now a quarterback should be much more comfortable at home. And now Houston comes off a very satisfying upset win against a name brand team, the Houston, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I This is the type of game that I, I've seen again and again. Houston wasn't supposed to, they're only supposed to win six and a half games. And what I can't get past, I looked at the season wins for both these teams. Now don't peek. Both teams are two and two. What would you set their season wins on both these teams? Okay, so they're two and two. And they both have easy schedules. All right, all right. So they're two and two. And Atlanta was what, almost what, nine and nine. change? Going okay. In. All right. So I, I think it's hard. I mean, they're on pace for almost nine. So I'm gonna think it's uh like eight I'm gonna think it's like eight point six. Yeah, close. It's nine. It's still nine, which I think is ludicrous. Okay, it's, okay. I think it's too high. Right. And Houston, what would you put them at? Now that's interesting, because Seven it's not going to go. No, it's not going to go up near as much as you think. So they won two games. They picked up what, like one point three wins, one point four wins. Yeah, they were six point three before the season started. Okay, so oh, they were six point three. Yeah. All right, then maybe I'll go. See, I'd say then eight. Yeah, so they're very close. Seven point seven. Okay. So here's where I'm going. Okay, the schedules are comparable. The records are the same. And Atlanta's supposed to win nine. Now, maybe Heineke will come in later in the year, and they'll be better later in the year. And Houston, 7.7. So the market's saying, the season win market, which is not liquid, it's saying Atlanta's not just better. They're way better, and they're home, and you're only laying two. And that's why I, lay, lay, I lay, do land on Atlanta. It's, and, and Houston's been much, has been significantly better year to date. But if I, if I carry the priors over somewhat— um, well, you got to carry. I got to carry him over somewhat. I land on Atlanta because of it. And one other thing with the teams returning from London without the bye week, every one of those teams has been trailing or tied in the fourth quarter of their games, the following week. So maybe we look Houston first half. Like I said, Desmond Ritter zero and eight in the first half. Okay, so what you're saying is this is your best bet, but mm-hmm. you do like the first half more. I do like Houston first half more, yes, and I do like Houston's team total over 20 and a half as well because, like I said, the seven out of the nine have gone over their team total hmm. now, opponents. So here's what worries me. It's the classic case of can we say that we're not buying high? If you simply say I will not buy high, that could mean don't be intoxicated when you make purchases, <laughs> but it also could mean don't pay a premium I mean, Fez, the Houston's as high as they've been since, I Ever. don't know, six years ago? Well, they're pricing them to be the same as a nine-win team. So yeah, it's hard to say they're underrated, right? Like, like they, they have to be underrated for this to be a I good bet. I completely understand. This is me walking up to the counter with a $20 bill in my hand and saying, how much is that? And then the guy going... $20. <laughs> and I say, oh, okay, here it is, and paying for it. I get that. Atlanta I am buying was laying at two, the highest. I'm Atlanta buying. was laying two to Green Bay. All right, everyone was high on Green Bay. Atlanta week two was laying two, and now they're laying two to Houston. I think this is so much more interesting. Everyone was like Faz knitting around. <laughs> it would be horrible. I like someone that has the guts to go, you know, in a dumb play sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm not saying it's dumb. I'm saying potentially dumb. Potentially. I don't know. I, I do think that D'Amico Ryan's, I do think it was, I'm checking it right now. So if you were a dog in a game and won and a dog in a game and won. So that's what ha- they've won two straight as a dog, right? They, yeah. Okay. I do think if you like Houston, you should just bet Atlanta to win under nine wins because I really like that bet. Um, yeah, that's interesting, yeah. Because Atlanta's not winning nine games if they lose this game. And I'm going to say it's uh, before week seven just because I'm going to say it's an early in the year, like, surge because mm-hmm. you're not by definition if you're winning as a dog you're you're exceeding expectations all right um let's see okay so if this is interesting fez if you uh win as a dog twice in a row and this is from 2012 and it's week six or earlier so i guess it could be week three to week six mm-hmm. um 26 and 24 against the spread, so it's not bad like you'd think, and it's actually plus 1.2 points. Okay. Better and, than you think on a 26-24. Yeah. Now, the over-under is 28 over, 21 under, one push, 2.6 points over. Mm. So that's interesting. Not a huge sample mm. size, but interesting. And this is a low total, uh, and this is 41 oh. and a half. And so underdogs in games that are lined below 42 – in the first eight weeks of the season, <laughs> in the last twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, sixty-three percent, sixty-nine, forty, and two. Okay, say that one more time. This is interesting. So, so first half of the season, all right, low total games, mm-hmm. which is forty-two or so below. The, the, so the points are more valuable. The, under, the underdog, underdog, sixty-nine, forty, and two. Yeah, but they're only getting two. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Teaser candidate. Now, how many push po- up? I'm good. I'm good baby? with. I'm, I'm good with long teasers. I, I'm going to do one last thing here on this search. How many points did they win by combined the last two weeks? So they've outscored their opponents the last two weeks, 67-23. Okay, so wow. so 43, 67, 44 points? All right, All right? Okay, um, 23. Oh, wait, no, it's 34, right? Okay. All right, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to say over. Okay, this is fascinating, Feds. 28 point, more than 28 points combined in those two wins, meaning the combined margin. 12 and 8 over one and a half point. Oh, I'm sorry, 12 and 8 to the hot team and over, uh, or, I'm sorry, 1.5 points ATS margin. And it's over two and a half points. So it, it doesn't, it seems like there's a certain point if you get hot enough, it's not a fade, it's a play on. I think this makes sense because there's, there's, Get off my lawn, old school guys that have have told you don't don't overreact. Everyone says you know everyone overreacts, so you don't ever move a power rating more than two points for one game. But weeks one through five, if if a team is so massively outperforming, uh, example greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner. All right, they're supposed to win six and a half games. Well, by week three, you should have figured out that they were going to the playoffs. Well, but what about Carolina two years ago when they started four and zero? Yeah, but the, but those they weren't. They weren't putting up. You had to look at the underlying stats. They weren't winning by 28 points. Mm -hmm. They were winning close games. Mm -hmm. Because to me, the Houston-Atlanta comes down to one thing. Is Houston a couple iterations better than they entered the season? Meaning upgrade them a point, a point, a point. They got downgraded for the Baltimore game or maybe even at best. Okay, so they're two, let's say two and a half, three points better. Or 
Is there a reevaluation? Is there we were just playing wrong? Or wrong about the quarterback. The quarterback's like could be a top 10 quarterback, and we thought he was like the number 31st guy in the league. Except you really can't believe in a quarterback in less than 20 games. You have to have more than 16 games. Think of how many first season wonders there were that didn't. You know, I'm going to disagree. He's thrown he's thrown 300, four straight 300 yard games with no interceptions. All that right. would that would be an epic collapse for him to like fall back to being a below average quarterback. And you look at their loss. Well, this season or for this season. This season. Hmm, and if maybe. he's average this season, I don't think he's going to be. Well, see that I disagree. I mean, oh, you're right. You're right. I mean, look, right. Baker Mayfield in year three was like the ninth best quarterback in the league statistically, and then he was one of the worst, Fair and now enough. he's like ten now. But this guy's been Dan Marino. I mean, he's just well, 305 yards isn't Dan Marino, but okay. You know what's interesting is they they won the stats in both of their losses. In the loss of the Ravens and the loss of the Colts. Hmm. More that, yards, more first downs. They, they, they won the stats. So right now, in the way we do it is we look half QBR, half PFF grade. And two is number one. Mahomes is number two. Josh Allen's number three. Pretty good lineup. Jared Goff is four. Herbs is five. Baker Mayfield is tied with Brock Purdy at hmm. six. Stafford, Geno Smith, Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Joshua Dobbs is ahead of uh, Stroud. That, that's that's interesting. So Dobbs is twenty in PFF, surprised me. Okay, eight in QBR, and Stroud is right mm. behind him, fourteen and fifteen. So let's not go All right. over. There's All some right. counting stats. It's not Dan here. Marino. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Bryce Young comes in last at thirty-three. Desmond Ritter at thirty-two. Kenny Pickett at thirty-one. And, yes, Zach Wilson heading up the bottom four. It's making progress. And then you know who's next? Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. And you know who's next? Daniel Jones. <laughs> Which one does not belong? And Mac Jones. Mac Jones is next? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right, Fez, I think we are now up with your, your four we've already gotten, right? Let's see. So my four is the Rams. So, yep. yes, we yeah. already did that. So we're going to skip you and go to me and my four – Bottom of the board. Okay. Oh, say uh, no. Oh, yeah. Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yep. Minnesota plus four. I'm sick of Kansas City. All right. I mean, can you believe what? Explain to me that we didn't get to do because of your illness. The Monday thing is in. But you know, Scott did it mm-hmm. with Mackenzie. I heard that there were 17 people listened. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm te- Mackenzie dragged down the ring. I mean, Scott's a <laughs> star. Is someone did text me today? It's like, when's that? When's that pod coming out? Fast? <laughs> <laughs> AJ's gonna be busting your balls. You might as well try your best to get some ball busting in effect. There you go. Um, the what, what? What was the rationale? Of Mahomes going down in that spot. Well, so, you win a 100.0% of the time. Okay. And what? And if you score a touchdown, it hurts you? Ask Joe Flacco. Yeah. What happened? If, if you score a touchdown, you're only up 10. And so the Jets— Okay. It, and it, and how much time was left? minute and 30 left. So they were going to get the ball, score a touchdown, get the onside kick, make a field goal, then beat you in overtime. Joe Flacco and the Jets did it just last year, down 13. But here's the question. Same scenario. Here's the question. If I told you, don't drive anywhere, no matter what, in an actuarial sense, you'd be safer, wouldn't you? Oh, God, yes. All right? Unless, I, unless I, I had to go to the emergency room. Uh, I mean, well, you would be driven. <laughs> you said anywhere. You'd be driven in an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, you'd be safer. And, I mean, you can think of a thousand things all the way from leaving the house because there's smoking, you know, someone's smoking at a bar or whatever, or outside the bar. Is that the way to live? 
And when it comes to winning football games, no, no, no. yes. No, no, no. What I'm saying is football is about momentum. No, momen- that's not mo- the way to live. Momentum, right? It's about scoring and celebrating. Oh, I see what you're saying. But so, also it's- so the score happens. You you feel better about the score. All of the commentary with the um, margin of victory when they start. It's You, you know, pursuant to that, you're right. Is that these players are too cool for school? They're getting so smart. The Chargers got an interception with two and a half minutes that, left. That I've heard a lot of talk about this. Well, that's the coach being an idiot. And, and so it's the possible coach waving. For so him to so slide it's, down. it's possible that the cornerback could have taken the house. He probably would have gotten tackled. Okay, there was like like he had to outrun Herbert, and there was one fat lineman. Um, and like they, the the silence, like go down, go down. It's like it's a husky fans, husky. And so he goes down. And like next thing, another you know, punting, and the Raiders get the ball back. It's yeah, like it was, what? It, that the? was dumb. But yeah. I think for, from the Chiefs' perspective. With him going down, Mahomes just saved his team. His, I mean, his defense doesn't have to go back on the field. Why put That's these guys on the under, field? So under that theory, should you— He's being for- a team leading oh, leader. Oh, hold on a second. Under that theory, should you forfeit if you're down by 28 entering the fourth? Yes. You can okay. put backups in. Why not forfeit? Why not save the backups the work? We I don't mean, care about that. We're in a different world here <laughs> in which, which we're worried about playing football— I mean, I well, what's, what's, what I, I, I think it's kind of like what, what, what's what's go ahead and price it. So there's like a one tenth chance to get the onside kick, something like that. But less, call uh-huh. one tenth. Well, first they have to score the touchdown. So what, what do we give them? Like a, a one fifth chance so times a one tenth times like a one twentieth. Two hundred. Well, no, like no, I don't think, I don't think one. Tw- I think if you get the onside kick, there's get, only going to be seconds left. Probably. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So, 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 so let's fu- call that one tenth. Go uh, one tenth. So we got five hundred to one. You want to take a 0.2 percent chance? Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I, 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 I you know. ran so quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like RJ Bell's on your jury, and he's like, yeah, that guy had a 99.4% chance of committing that crime. That's that's beyond a shadow of no, the doubt. I, I take that seriously. It's interesting because you have, on one hand, Sean McVay, who kicks a field goal with time expiring that means nothing but covers the spread. Point differential. Because people say it matters for point differential, no, possibly. It, it matters. He wants his crowd. He oh, but you know, this, now Scott has made a, don't he's score. made a great point. There's goes seven points. A point exactly. What if it comes down? So for a for a one in one thousand chance, are we that worried? And plus, if they the, the point margin will drive to some degree the conversation. Remember Green Bay when they were like, uh, what were they? Eleven and four, uh, what were the, was their record? Thirteen and four. Thirteen and four, and they had a negative point differential. Yeah, and that's all anyone talked about. This is a one score game. This is a one score game. That's Although another actually, point. Now they're saying that Casey got like I could have used the stat and said Casey doesn't cover what it actually was a one score game. <laughs> I think there's one last point actually that we haven't even discussed. It's playing free. What does any art like there's concepts with coding of being in the zone, mm-hmm. right? Even things like uh, coding computers, forget Michael Jordan. There's a certain flow state, as they call it. When you're playing f- carefree, it's the highest level. And if you're always thinking, what's the smart play? If I was playing stratomatic football. Yeah, but there's so many dumb plays, I'm fine with it. You know why? Because they could be up one in the same situation, yeah. and then they score and they go up eight. You see teams do it, RJ, you see it all the time. And teams lose, because now it's not a one, 500 to one. Now it's like you lose 12 to one. No one's saying playing dumb is a good idea. We're saying that somehow it's become a contest of like of hundreds of decimal points. I see guys all the time pursuing to your point. They they're they're they're, too, they're they're not smart enough to make these decisions. So you see running backs like fall down or, or quarterbacks take get, they're running for a first down and they're like oh, I got to stay in bounds and he falls down but you didn't get the first down. So now you have to punt. Think about most of the great athletes. Muhammad Ali, I mean just pick your your greats. 
usually they're not there. They might be brilliant at, you know, Ali was a boxing genius. He was. But he was, thanks. But he, but he, but he, <laughs> Ali, if he was alive, he'd be happy. But, but he, he wasn't sitting there calculating it. I, I don't think you, tell me the player that even Brady wasn't a calculator. I mean, meaning Brady. Brady scores that a hundred times out of a hundred. Well, because he, because TB12, he needs yeah. that, he has that consideration. I don't know. I, I don't go back to like in the original movie, Bad News Bears. The Yankees coach goes, "You're walking the winning run. You're putting him on first. This is this is baseball, not backgammon." Boy, that was the, <laughs> Boy, what the hell did was that? I don't know. Let, Kelly them, let them play. They intentionally walk Kelly Lee with the bases loaded. That was the second. Do you realize that? Well, realize that was the first game in Patrick Mahomes in college or the NFL where the opposing quarterback had more completions, more yards, more touchdowns, and fewer interceptions than him. Zach Wilson outplayed Patrick Mahomes. So what as a Jets fan, what are you thinking about that? I think that finally Aaron Rodgers was in the building and we're starting to see that presence have an effect on Zach Wilson. And if he could just start showing up to every game and being a calming presence to Zach, Wilson will be okay. You're the guy. No, that- but I also think and you've brought this up before. The Jets won seven games last year. Mm-hmm. And Zach Wilson was the same, right? It's he's still terrible. Well, I think he's he didn't play as well as last and, last week yeah. last year. So why can't the Jets win seven games this year? If I anything, agree. they're better than they you were. Know, last I, year. I'm, I'm I'm calling Homer. Um, no, no, I agree with no, him. I'm, I'm I'm disagreeing because these guys, when the Jets started one and zero, Scott, you, you know you did because I texted you. You know they came on and said, you know what. We were just happy if the Jets could start three and three or two, two and two. two. I said two, two and two. two. Yeah. And now they're more than on pace to go two and two. They'll be so, so it's okay. They'll be able to rally behind this. And I said, well, they should have beat the Patriots. It was one blown. And coverage. I said, you're smoking crack. This team's going to win seven games. But that isn't that. That's the question, though, right? They're going to be a, a if they got lucky, maybe in the playoff hunt with three weeks to go, at which best. is what they were last year. Yes. Yeah, at best, not a contender. By the way, Andy Reid. Is I mean, this is why he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. So the Jets lost to the Patriots because of one blown coverage on that one play, right? Uh, the, the tight end no one ever heard about that uh, leaked out free and scored the 50 to 60-yard touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. The Noah Gray touchdown, that the backup tight end that scored for the Chiefs on that Monday night, that was the same play. <laughs> and it was pretty much the same blown coverage. And it, I bet you Andy Reid was watching film of that Patriots game and was like, we're going to run that same play well, to our backup tight end. Here's the question, though. When A.J. took someone's A paper from the year before and handed it in, it wasn't smart. Mm-hmm. Now, Andy Reid doing that is smart? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. All right. so Copycat she, league. So when Mahomes came in the league, what, in 19 or 18? I think it was 19, but you can tell. Or well, remember, he didn't start? play When did he year. start? Yeah. 19? So his first year when he, he was drafted in uh, 17, so his first year was 18. All right, so if we go 18 and say how many times have the Chiefs won the game but didn't cover? All right? I think they probably have as many of these as anyone. I would say the number one in the league, I would predict. All right, yeah. so and uh, one and eight, yes, loss. And I'm actually going to look at all teams' records here and see. All right, here we go. So the number one... Huh, that's wild. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Remember, they, they, were, they had this trend. They were bad. The Kansas City Chiefs have done it 28 times. The next highest is 14. That's twice they, as high. They've doubled the second in the league, which was the Ravens. Eagles were third at 13. And there are 
uh, wow, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine teams with four or less. The Bengals only have done it four times. I guess if you had to be favored, right? I mean, they've been favored recently. Lions have done it once. Panthers have done it once. The Jets have done it once. And the Jags have done it once. Wow. Who's the surprise doing it a lot? Eagles, Saints, Bills, Bucks, all right. Rams, Vikings, Packers. Uh-huh. Wow, 20. So that's what I think is uh, that Minnesota is much better. I think they're better than last year. Minnesota right now is better than last year. Where do you, where do you got? Zero. M- middle of the road. And I had them below average last year, so yeah. I agree. Yeah, and I think they, they got the nice win. I mean, last week was a closer game than it seemed maybe. Gave but, a, you know, Cousins threw the 99-yard pick six to start the game. So mm-hmm. so they should be up. So there's a four. They're really – sometimes they talk about an 11-point turnaround, but that's no offense for their opponent. That's a 14-point turnaround. But they also got a fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah, so, evens out. so they got – That wasn't the, a 99-yard fumble they return. They got off the schneid, and I think Kansas City, if they're going to be flat, this is the week. It's out of conference – they just the whole Taylor Swift thing. The, too. The Swifty thing, I think, is real. You know, that's a distraction. Well, what do you, you think? Yeah, it's a real distraction. That's for sure. You no, know, everybody's talking about. Hey, Kelsey, how's it going? There's no chance she's going to be in Minnesota this weekend. Why? Her is there movie something opens with, up soon. I'm just saying it's, something it's, wrong it's, with it's, Minnesota. You can you can be at home in Kansas City and root for Kelsey and be with Donna Kelsey, and then New York. She lives in New York, so it makes sense. Go to the Jet game. I don't think she's traveling to Minnesota to go see Travis Kelsey play this weekend. Why? Nope. She does she not love him? I don't know what their relationship is, Fez. The hype train is over right now, okay? Okay. Have you ever had anyone in the family that had a stroke and then, like, you wanted to act like he was the same, he or she, but you knew, you know, they weren't? That's how Fez is acting. Like the fever? Just yeah, it's a, yeah. I, I, I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna bet that, that that she's there because it makes. Uh, so acting... you willing? Uh, let's make it a hundred for this dinner. One. I'll take that bet. Dinner she's not gonna be there. Oh, you already, if you already know. Well, that's... I don't know, but I'll, I'm going to Google it. No, <laughs> you, you don't want to okay. press the button. Well, well here, here's why. I think it makes strong economic— So stand proud with your thoughts. Forget forget the relationship. This is all about what economics. relationship? Exactly. The, 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 this marketing for both of these characters is, is spiking through the roof. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, they're all so much more popular, it's good for both their brands. By this time last week, it was already confirmed that she was going to be at MetLife Stadium. We have no reports on her going to Minnesota. Let me translate Fez's comments. Get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> All right, ne- next game. Uh, so that's my four. I, and I, 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 I like this a good bit. It's funny. The, the market is so sensitive now when someone does well. Like, you look at a team and it's like, man, they're better than they seem. And it's like the line. Like, this Rams-Philly line in, in 1998 would have been seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like it's gotten so sharp. And it's like Minnesota feels like they snuck under the radar a little bit. That this is a good team. I think KC's in a flat spot. Who's KC got next week? Can you look that up? Mm-hmm. I hope it's a good division game. I hope it's the Chargers, maybe. Home against the Broncos. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Are you worried about Kirk Cousins outside the window? Remember, we innovated. I mean, it was Jonas that came up with this. Jonas Knox, who's now the morning guy on Fox, one of the morning guys on Fox Radio, but he was, was straight out of Vegas for, what, three years out of the four. And um, he said, I, he read an article about how... Regimented. Anal. Regimented. Yeah, yeah that's regimented is a better word. I like your word. <laughs> and <laughs> we don't need to hear about your personal life. But the thing, but the th- <laughs> but the thing is, is that, that he 
gets uncomfortable if he's outside of his element. 21 and 34 ATS, 4 o'clock or later. Okay. But he is home, and it's only three hours later. So yeah, it's not, it's I accept not, that. Yeah. I would say of all the iterations, it's mm-hmm. the smallest one. Okay, so we got your four coming up, Scott. Yeah, and this is a triple like because it's AJ's five okay. and Fez's three. My four is the Pittsburgh Steelers at home against Baltimore. Ooh, I want to hear this. It's just the underdog. The underdog in this series and Mike Tomlin at home as a dog. So over the last 20 years, the underdog between the Ravens and the Steelers, 28-12-3 and three against the spread. And when the line is three or more between the Ravens and the Steelers, 21-3-3 since 2005. The dog actually has covered 11 straight games in the Ravens-Steelers rivalry and 15-1-1 against the spread since 2015. Now we look at Mike Tomlin covering at 71% as an uh, underdog and as a home underdog. 14-3-1 against the spread. Coming off of a loss of seven or more points. Eight and one against the spread. If there's any coach in the league that I want rallying my team after losing a game and getting embarrassed and being a home dog to a division rival, come on, it's Mike Tomlin. We got outplayed. We got outcoached. We're going to make changes. We're going to fix this, and we're going to come back strong. And Tomlin's great in this role. And how many times do we have to see these Baltimore-Pittsburgh wars? And frankly, I, I, I remember, you know, Pittsburgh coming with a backup quarterback. Doesn't matter, you know. The, it's what do you 20, have? If Twenty it, to it, seventeen is the final score in on all exactly. these games. If it is all Trubisky, if it is Trubisky over Pickett, now Pickett says he's going to play. But if it is Trubisky, what's your drop off? Well, it would have been two points, but that but start of the year. Now it's zero because um, Pickett isn't isn't healthy anymore. And Pickett's thirty first in our ranking, and he's no good. So but both of them, I have them rated as a minus minus three. So there's there's no bargains to be had for either one of the quarterbacks, but. Um, you know, nevertheless, I, I, I can't ignore the serious history. And what I can't ignore either is the fact that the, the you know, the Ravens are reverting back. It was a good story, all these great receivers, and we're going to wing it. And we're going to be a whole new Baltimore offensive team. And now it's throw it to Mark Andrews in the red zone and mm-hmm. run the ball, yep. you know, and that's and run quarterback draws in the red zone. And that might work against some teams, but they're not going to score in the red zone against Pittsburgh with that offense. They're not going to score touchdowns. I see 20 to 17. So history repeats itself. Close, low scoring game. I actually like a derivative. I know I'm breaking the rules here. Um, same game, but I, I like it's a total. Well, you can get one. It's just not going to be accounted for in your five picks. Yeah. So under, under 19 and a half, I think the game starts slow. First half under 19 and a half. Mm, Ooh. I like that as well. Boy, 19 and a half is a horrible number. It is. But the total in the game is almost 30, like 17 and a half. Total in the game is 38. I like the under 38 also for the game. The history is just way too much between this rivalry and the underdog performing well in this rivalry. And it's north of a field goal with Tomlin and the Steelers at home. I think, and Kenny Pickett's practicing. Do you think that this line is because of the way that the Steelers played last week? Or is it because of the uncertainty with the quarterback? Both. Because, and now if it's publicly announced Kenny Pickett is playing, which he is practicing and anticipating on playing, does the spread go down? And you and I just talked about it. We don't think Trubisky's that big of a drop-off considering the no. way that Pickett's played well, this year. Well, there's been changes. They, they, they've, they've downgraded him, and they've upgraded him, and the line stayed at four, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, listen, Kenny Pickett entering the year would have been two and a half points, I think, uh, advantage. But I think he's played so poorly, mm-hmm. and now he'd be hobbled. Or to some degree, he'd be limited. I, I can't figure there's anything over Trubisky, and you're saying the line's really not moving. Yeah. This is Pittsburgh— has the worst offense in the NFL in 
It's not even close. And I, I think people are haven't really woken up to how bad they are on offense. And I don't see how that changes. And they're deep. I, I, I agree. In fact, I, I I actually like the correlation of I want to parlay Pittsburgh to the under because the if Baltimore gets to twenty three points, we're screwed. You know, this is this is all about limiting Baltimore. Pittsburgh's defense limiting Baltimore. Yeah, I listen. You, I can't lay the points here. So to me, it's Pittsburgh or pass. Mm-hmm. It just, it's one of those situations. Like, when is it stinky and good, and when is it stinky and bad? Because this is a hold your nose kind of pick. Yeah. But those are often the best picks. Mm-hmm. The question is, is there just something fundamentally wrong with this team? I think that I think that that this Canada is so bad. So, not the not the country. <laughs> they're they're a below average, but. <laughs> Here's the Steelers' yards per play since Matt Canada was named the offensive coordinator. In 2021, they were 28th. In 2022, they were 27th. And this year, they're 27th. And they've got some of the, they got some of the best receivers in the. I mean, like yeah, Pickens is good. Great yeah. receiving room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, and and they're not running the ball well either. But to me, it uh, we talked about the history. I mean, the dog has covered 11 straight in this rivalry. 15-1-1 and one against the spread since 2015. That's strong. That's strong. And we're getting north of a field goal with a home dog, and there's nothing better than Mike Tomlin as a home dog. I was looking at the play, the game by game of this. Is I think it's been five straight games that no teams had more than 28. I mean, it's like, and most a majority of the teams' uh, scores are below 20. Like the the more the the, the average score is. Right in that twenty range. I mean, this is the this last time a team scored twenty points. Twenty twenty one, the Steelers won twenty to nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, twenty twenty, there was a twenty twenty eight twenty four Steelers win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm saying is, if yeah. you, is you never you there's only been one game in like the last twenty that was like a thirty five thirty one kind of thing. But but other than that, it's either one team gets a late score, so it's twenty six to eighteen, or mm-hmm. it's it's nineteen to eight, whatever. And you're right, getting the points there makes a lot of sense. You know something? You might be right. And like I'm so scared of how bad they've looked because this line was two and a half in the look ahead. It's gone through three, through four. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a savvy pick, actually, Scott. It's a, it's I'm my, sorry, what I was saying in my mind silently, I apologize. <laughs> no, but it's it's my four. It was going to be my five, but I like Houston a lot. But it's it's AJ's five and Fez's three. You're the only one that has abstained. I think you got to jump on board here. No, no, no. <laughs> but I, I'm going to say I'm going to consider it for our, uh, you know, super content. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's our, I'm going to let you take over from here. What's the next game? All right, next we're going to go to, we did um, my four-weight now. Mm-hmm. Fezzik's four-weight's gone. we got to go to Fezzik's three, which is already done here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to your three-weight, which is the San Francisco 49ers laying three and a half against the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football. No one else is on this? No one else is on this. To me, San Francisco has played almost unvariably good. Meaning, it's one thing to say they did okay in this game, good in this game. You add it up, they're way above average or they're fourth in the league. They haven't had a bad game pretty much except when they lost, you know, two quarterbacks. <laughs> and, what, I mean, what's the worst game the 49ers have played since McCaffrey? Since they got McCaffrey, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I got to pull these stats. Yeah, up look at it's it. incredible. They're 13-1 and one in the regular season. Now, it, there was the one game, and it's since he's been a starter because, th- remember, he had that Thursday night game 
that that when he first got there. Mm-hmm. So that I guess you really don't count that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thirteen and one in the regular season, he's rushed for over twelve hundred yards and scored fifteen or sixteen touchdowns. It's he has made the ultimate difference in this team. They've won fourteen straight regular season games. They're one shy of a franchise record for straight wins in the regular season. Now, that's amazing. You think about all those great 49er teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 1989-90 was when they won 15 straight games. You know, we all t- and we all talk about, you know, Debo, obviously, and C-Mac. This Ayuk guy, straighten him out. I mean, he's he's a stud. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just like he has great chemistry with uh, the quarterback. No Debo, no problem. So my thinking is – we haven't seen a team like this maybe ever, or at least in memory, that just doesn't play bad games. I, I've got another season win bet. Don't peek. What's the 49ers obviously undefeated? What's their season win number right now? Well, oh. you've got like a, a small house, cottage in Maine on under, right? From the off season. And I've got a Polish middle going on. So <laughs> what, 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 what's their season win number right now? When is it going to be wrong to say Polish middle? Because that, that feels very edgy to me. It's, it's, I'm going to say, 13 and a half. I, I have, I'll, I'll let you guys guess. It's, it's 12 and a half. So yeah. I get middled on 12. I'll take, I'll take my chances that they don't win 12. I, 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 I look at like my small cottage on under 11 and a half is donezo, deadzo. There, there, there's no way that's winning. So if, if, if they only go 12 and five, so be it. The funny thing is the Seattle is better than I expected. And, and we're dead. <laughs> Yeah, Seattle's, well, you know, Seattle's got to get, yeah, we know, we know. Well, with Purdy I mean, down. listen, someone can get hurt. I don't, I'm not wishing We don't wish it. anything bad on no. Sam, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Look at this. They've covered, holy cow, since the uh, 11th game last year, they've only lost three times against the spread, and one of them was that playoff game. So the only two losses against the spread otherwise was um, the Rams – Feel that, 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 that up with the nanosecond left. Oh my God! So they're negative, you know, ATS. Still one by seven on the road. I mean, I mean, again, he, and the Rams are good. That's the thing is they if, when you they, if, if they would have played Week Five and they won by seven, they would have covered. Here is the ATS margin from the eleventh game last year on eighteen four and a half eleven twenty four five ten. Then the Raiders game they lost by seven ATS. They still won ten and a half eight and a half. Three and a half, the Philly game, 21 and a half this year, lost by two and a half against the Rams, seven and a half, four and a half. So they're not winning games by a point or point and a half. It's still possible that this could be the greatest team in the NFL history. They're eight points better already in my power ratings. Well, right now they have, uh, let's see, 30 or more points in seven straight regular season games. Longest streak for an NFC team since the Rams, 99 to 2000, did it in 14 straight. This might seem like trivia, but my point is they're laying three and a half. It means they're one increment better, but that's it, right? So to me, this this is a play because Dallas is maybe the fifth best team in the league, maybe the sixth, I don't know. But they have bad games all the time. All the time. So And they're bullies. They and, beat up on they beat up on weekies. And, and the 49ers have eliminated them the last two years, which motivates them, but it motivates the 49ers to keep their mm-hmm. foot on their neck. So to me, I don't I like this. I love I like it more at three. I have it in my pocket at 1.2. Oh, nice. But but which I mean, when I think of what this line should be, let's do our thing, Fez. We'll move a point down two and a half. Bet of the year. Okay. Game of the year. Now let's go up two because of key numbers. 
If it was five and a half, you'd be like, that's a yeah. little rich. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> this line. Wait for a, wait for a six. <laughs> well, let's, let's even do it the other way. Like, so if we're going to give San Francisco, I don't know, give them one and a half for home. All right. Yeah. Okay, one and a half for home. So two on a neutral. Give Dallas one and a half for home. Mm-hmm. You tell me, is this a pick game? If this game is in Dallas? There's no chance. 49ers are favored. What do you got 49ers better than them? Three. Why aren't you playing this game? Three. It's, I actually bet this game already. And then I was talking. The reason it's not on my list is because I, I share information. One of my pro better friends, Brad, he's like, I love Dallas. I absolutely love Dallas. And I talked, why do you love Dallas? And he's like, I He's like I, my guts, team. my guts, my guts, and he does very well. He does yeah, yeah. very, very well. And and to be fair, he may be pot committed because he like invested so much money on the Cowboys. Like Cowboys are better than the Eagles. I bet the Cowboys to win the division. They might be to win the, the NFC. They might be. He ended to win the Super Bowl. So he's got so much money already in Dallas. Maybe he's got rose colored glasses. Obviously, Dallas is hard to evaluate because if he had like, three blowout wins against Cupcakes and one bad game. Yeah, but I would make the case that the blowout wins. They haven't even been impressive in them because it's been turnovers. Pick sixes. I mean, and, mm. and, and, and McCarthy hasn't really had a—I guess he had the Cardinal game, and he didn't do too well. Well, let's look at the look, look at the, the schedule, right? Opponents matter. And the Cowboys beat the Giants and the Jets and sure. the Patriots. San Fran has had a cupcake schedule also. Okay. Well, we the, the 49ers have uh, beaten up on the Steelers, the Rams, the Giants, and the Cardinals. So an average team Rams and Steelers are Rams and Steelers on the road. Steelers are not a good team. Who who um, so who's the average team on, on that list? Rams. Okay, I don't know. Is it fair to call Arizona bad? Yeah, we still call them bad. We still call them below average. So your two biggest bets of the off season was under Arizona, and um, oh under no. San Francisco. Oh no! I, I, I now had, you're high on I Arizona. I had, high games, on I, I had games of the year against Tampa Bay and the Rams. I'm 0 4. Yeah. <laughs> no, the San Fran. The San Fran. To be fair, I, I'm not going to get mur- murdered on. I just got the 11 and a half, so I got a good number. We're going to get killed as these other three teams because it's not just one bet. It's like week after week, and most of them are later in the year because we talked about yeah. how these teams are going to get worse. Well, so I'm just ro- I'm rooting for injuries galore for Rams and Tampa oh, Bay. Oh, that's gross. That's gross. Hey, Scott, can you think of anyone that told you the Rams might be good? Yeah, you know, uh, I think uh, AJ and I picked the Rams in our draft of teams to be, you know, uh, one of our upper teams. Oh, it's I, early. I thought yeah. you picked them to be in the final. In no, the no, bottom no, no, no. Three. We have Cardinals bottom and Bucks bottom, but oh. the Rams were one of our teams. But I, I do recall us saying that they were going to be a net neutral. By, by example, I think I got the Bengals minus seven, and I was like, I was like, I was like talking about what a great bet that. that they're not going to be tweeting these they're out. Gonna be, they're going to be laying twelve. But in this RJ game. in our over under season bets has Rams over. Six and a half. <clears throat> What's our next pick? Uh, we're going to go to my three-way, and it's in London, the Jacksonville Jaguars Let me guess. against You're... the Buffalo Bills. I think you got the Bills. Wrong. Ooh, he I'm, took a dog. I'm with him on this. Oh, okay. And this is Fez's two-way. Yep, I'm on the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. I think the fact that they stayed the week in London is yeah. a huge benefit to them. The Bills, who have not been to London since 20... Josh Allen's never been there, so this is a new trip for them. And I think that the hype train on the Bills after the win against Miami 
This is the ultimate letdown spot, right? You go to London, it's unfamiliar. You got to deal with all the pomp and circumstances, the meet and greets, and now you got to play a game against a team that's been there for a week, that's hungry, that is you know back on the in the winning side of things. Um, I, I I know favorites have done traditionally well in the uh, international games. But I really like the, the the way that the Jaguars can attack the secondary of the Buffalo Bills. Tredavious White, remember, got hurt last week. AJ he is loves out. Tredavious He's White. out. He's done. He's done for the year. Jordan Poyer didn't play last week. He's practicing on a limited basis now. So we have a banged-up secondary for the Bills, who now traveled to take on Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. Off a tremendous win. Off a huge win. It just feels like a letdown spot. Now, here's what's interesting. Josh Allen, in his career— has not had consecutive starts without turning the football over. If he doesn't turn the football over in one game, he turns it over the next game. He didn't turn the football over against the Dolphins last week, which means he is due for a turnover uh, against the Jaguars this week. Can you explain tic-tac-toe to us? Yeah, so if you get three in a row, you can go across. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of this, Faz? I don't like it. I, I, I like it. I'm on it as, as a two-way. That's what I'm saying. Tell us about it. Well, I mean, the the fact that Buffalo beat Miami and Miami was flying so high and set the NFL record almost for points mm-hmm. scored, it was such a huge win for Buffalo. Now they, they now they have to travel on top of it while Jacksonville just lays in the weeds. They've underperformed all year. They get one of the, the, their key linemen back who's been suspended how much all year. Did you, how much did you upgrade Buffalo off the Miami game? Uh, half a point. What? Yeah. That's That may be the most— is ass nine the right word? Oh, you're gonna get, you're, no, it's not ass nine. You're going to get mad at me. You're like, you're going to separate your power. Oh. I, I upgraded him a point, and then I took him down a half for the, the white injury. I don't think he's worth a half. He's worth a half. No, he was three years ago. He's, Possibly so. Possibly so. Well, you, got P, you can look at the PFF, mm-hmm. Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. See what white had this year. I bet he was in the 60s is mm-hmm. my guess. Here's why I'm worried. By the way, I've got a pick or a bet on this game. My uh, one way is over... The Bills. Bills team total over. 27 and a half. 27 and a half. Teams that I, I did a little regression analysis on all the London games, and some of the surprising stuff that really matters is your offensive performance the week before. If you come in hot in London, you stay hot. Mm. You don't. I and mean, again, it's a fairly small sample size. What is it? 68. All right. Yeah, he's not a half. Uh, but but fair enough. I mean, you but you agree the performance for the game was a point. Yeah. All right. Um, I I think the Bills. I think the Bills get their points. I think Jacksonville may or may not, and that's why you know I don't love the game. I don't love the Bills here. Mm-hmm. But that when you say favorites have done well in London, I think you're underselling it. Twenty six and fourteen against the spread in international games. And so the, the ATS margin is like six points almost on that. So I mean, like Faz, that's we're looking. I, I think there was thirty two or thirty six London games in my. I think in my data set, I wasn't even looking at Germany or Mexico City, and I mean thirty some games, and you're up six points just by saying the favorite. Mm. Yep. I mean, that's hard. That's hard to, to to look away from. You know, one thing that is interesting. Would have favored Jacksonville more mm-hmm. is obviously they play in Tottenham and they were Tottenham playing Stadium. and they were playing in London. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. They're still um, in London, Fez. It's only like twenty minutes away from each other. Yeah, but I'd much rather be the same stadium. Fez, they're probably it's the same. Distance you know, from it's their weird. Hotel, RJ probably. will talk about like when like, he used to play basketball and he did school kids for money. Like, like it, I'm sure there was oh, like I one had a court. Hoop, a hoop yeah, that was a little bat, and <laughs> yeah. I it. Yeah, it was like the parquet and, floor. Well, here's the difference between Wembley and Tottenham Stadium. The over in Tottenham Stadium is five and one. 
in the six games that they've played there. Remember, it's a new stadium. It only opened a year or two. Probably better field. Maybe better field. Maybe our, our 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 visitor here from New Zealand said that the crowd is on top of you in Tottenham. He's like it's a more of a right more of a narrow built in closed stadium. The, who's going to have the crowd? The Bills are good. Oh, but, wind maybe wind because it's more bill, enclosed. The Bills are good in their home, wind. but but Jacksonville's like London's team. I think there's only fifty five thousand in Tottenham. It's like a, it's a small capacity, if I'm not mistaken. So it is that intimate feel. Um, I I think that what's not sixty two eight. Okay. I think what's not being discussed about Jacksonville is the play calling. Trevor Lawrence is having a bad or a disappointing year. It's not just because I picked him number one in in a quarterback thing. But if you look at it, he is at uh, number nine right now in in this hybrid thing we do. And they weren't that good. They really weren't good against Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. That was not impressive. And their defense wasn't that good. So I I, I think this is sneaky. I hope they win because I'd like to fade them. By the way, this is a curious thing. I don't think it means anything. This was last week was the first time Jacksonville was the road team. Mm-hmm. Why was that? Because you can't have them have two straight home games in, in London. Yeah. Then, Why? Then, well, it's just unfair. To like, oh, you mean okay? That's right? interesting. So you're saying they have one they less were, home, one less home game. I think they were home last week and they're on the road this week. No, I think they're listed in the rotation order. Yeah, they're listed. They, they were home, okay, home both weeks. I might. No, I no. don't think that's the case. No, well, either way. Yeah. But I, I did, and you're saying it's because of replacing a game. Okay, yeah. okay. That's interesting. Um, how did Jacksonville agree just not to have one home game for well, like. It's their owner. So Shad Khan signed that deal to play at least, at least one game a year in London because hmm. he wanted to build the fan base. Well, they want, they want to move them here. I mean, like, this could be viable. Okay, next game. All right, next game, we are moving on to games that none of us are on, but AJ's actually on. AJ's three-weight is, well, it's Monday Night Football, so why don't we do the Jets and Denver first, and then we can do Monday Night Football last. Okay. So let's go Jets-Denver, and remember, this is the Nathaniel Hackett-Sean Payton rivalry game. Broncos one-and-a-half-point favorites So we, we said this was three, look ahead last week. It's got bet down. Wilson, obviously a good performance for him. Does it give you optimism as a fan? It does. And, and I know I was joking around about Aaron Rodgers was in the stadium, but it does give me optimism because I think the biggest thing for the Jets, and, and you can say whatever it is, but when Aaron Rodgers goes down, when the team has that much expectations and then loses the quarterback, even though they won that game, the, the team is disheartened. And then seeing the way that Wilson played over the next two weeks, it obviously depresses you from a team perspective. But last week what I saw – during the final moments of the game, when Zach Wilson was on the sideline crouching down, you can read his lips. He said, it's on me. It's on me because he fumbled that snap. They were down by a field goal with seven and a half minutes left. He fumbled the snap. They never saw the football again. There were several teammates that went over and were tapping him on the pads, that were consoling him. It seemed like that performance. So it's conditional love. I think so. I think that performance, you're joking around, but I think that performance kind of pumped up his teammates and they actually can rally around him now. It might have taken a week or two for them to get over losing Aaron Rodgers and then seeing them lose and seeing their quarterback suck for them finally saying, hey, you know what? We should fight for this guy. We should pump him up. We should boost him up because look at what he did against the defending Super Bowl champs. 
He gave us a chance to win the game. And I think if they take that same confidence and mentality into a Broncos team that has the worst ever defense tracked by DVOA through the first four games of a season, I think the Jets can win this game outright. I think Brees Hall over is a great bet here for for rush yards. It's the, it, it, the You're going to have success against Denver, and we can't trust Wilson. He drops the ball you know, in, in the game. Brees Hall is going to have success. Why not just feed him, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm not good predicting who's getting the ball. I mean, that's daily fantasy stuff. It's not. That's not. I mean, I try to think about it, but I don't know. Um, Denver's sneaky bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, we, I laid three and a half with them in week two. I mean, against Washington, so I'm not proud of it. But I mean, Washington hasn't turned out that good. I mean, the way that the the Bills just beat the balls they're, they're off. They're giving up seven yards per play, not per pass, per play. That's what I'm saying. So I think the, the funny thing is, and we've seen moves in this direction, is I think Denver's an over team. Oh, yes. Especially if they got a team playing pace against them because they actually are super efficient on the drives, right? Like more than you'd think. But that, I mean, let's think about it. Every team they've played, Denver – you got to run their schedule yep. down. All right. And by the way, I, I, that that's a legit stat. They have the worst ever DVOA yeah, tracked yeah, yeah, yeah. through four games. Denver's played it's embarrassing. on defense, right? They on played, defense, yeah. They played Las Vegas. Vegas, they Washington. gave up 17 points to Vegas. So Vegas might be the 28th best team mm-hmm. in the league. They lose that game. 17 points they gave up. They, With altitude week one. Mm-hmm. Washington. They gave up 35 points. Miami. They gave up right. 70. <laughs> and, and the Bears, who? They gave up 28. And Justin Could have Fields been more. looked like a competent quarterback. So they got killed in Washington in the second half and killed the Bears in the first. So there's no correlation. We, Justin it, Fields hadn't had a Marino-like first half going 12 for 12 for like 200 yards. Well, no, then then there was a pl- the last play of the half he didn't complete. Yeah, the, yeah, the Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Yes. So, But before that, they had gone <laughs> uh, both first halves in back-to-back games. The quarterbacks were perfect. Because uh, Tua didn't have an incompletion okay. in the first half, wow. and then Justin Fields didn't have an incompletion in the first half. I was watch. I was watching on YouTube the, Chica- the local Chicago game recap, oh. the after game, a post game. I guess they call it. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Dave Wanstat was there, and they were going. I just think you run the ball. I mean, it was like they were back 30 years. I mean, like, I'm not a cutting-edge guy with some of this stuff because I don't. I believe it's— Why don't they just hand the ball to that guy and run it straight up the middle? <laughs> All right, that was so, my Chicago song. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I like deep dish. We got one more game? Uh, yeah, Monday we got the night. Monday night football game here in Vegas. The Packers, one-point favorites over the Raiders. So just to be explicit here, I, I lean Jets, but I can't play that game— it was three. I mean, I, I just I don't think the I think the Wilson. What are we batting on? What are we batting on the line move? What's driving the line move? It's Wilson. I can't I can't bet that's reoccurring. So I'm gonna so. give I'm gonna give you one of my derivatives. I, here. I do want to ask you before we do the derivative. Yeah. Um, you know the whole motivation and and Sean Payton, you know, calling out mm. you know the, the coach. I think that's real. And that's oh, the for thing, sure. And that's for the sure. thing here. For so sure. this is my okay. der- this is my Scott's derivative. on top of this it. is my derivative. Jets team total over twenty and a half. I just need three touchdowns to get this done. And with Sean Payton calling out Nathaniel Hackett, I think that the Jets want to score for Nathaniel Hackett offensively. We know how bad the Broncos' defense is. To get three touchdowns from the Jets in this game with everything that they're going to be hyping up going into this week, I think is a, a best my best derivative. I don't think they're going to fall down on the one-yard line if they're up 17-14 no. at but, the end of the game. But I would like to get at that with a alternative line. 
I mean, why not lay nine and a half with the Jets? Because they you can murder they murder me with the vague. I hate that. Yeah, I mean, guys, you are you are stuck in the Stone Age. No, 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 no I'm th- telling you that some of the sharpest people do alternative lines. That's like they live on it. I want to know who these guys Jets are. Minus, right. How about Jets minus six and a half plus two sixty three? Right, minus six and a half. Mm-hmm. All right, so what? So figure the vague force here. What do you see as the vague? The Jets are plus six and a half. No, no, no. My, my six and a half. We're gonna do. Yeah, they're plus one and a half for the game, but we're gonna do the alternate spread. Jets minus six and a half. All right, so I'm thinking about like what's called a pick 'em. Okay, so like it's like a, a six and a half point f- favorite should be like a no vega, like minus two thirty, but they're the dog, so it should be like it should be like plus two forty five, minus two forty five. Well, it's plus two sixty three. Oh, I like that. Okay, get murdered on, <laughs> murder on that. Who has that? <laughs> the DraftKings. All right, book. never mind. He's, he's only looking. <laughs> He's only looking at one book. He's not even shopping it. All right, I was wrong. I mean, I'm telling you. Uh, let's talk to our friend. You know anyone? I mean, you know some sharp people. You know anyone playing the alternative spreads? I either have a year. Yeah, yeah. Faz, you're back. You're duct tape shoe almost. Somehow he still wins though. He still <laughs> he still got the alligator shoes. Well, just, well, well, the omission of making bets isn't going to make you lose. That's true. But if you're but if you're, I do think that as things die you've got to add new uh what would you call it? arsenal new moves in your all arsenal. i'm doing is giving you season win bets in in season which weren't available two years ago i think no, i'm more I, that's really a good point. That's a good freaking point. good compared to everybody else no one else does that on their podcasts nobody now the, but we do no here. i like it the um the in-game the same game parlays that that same guy that's good at PF hat hit a twenty to one this weekend. Did he? For, I mean, he, it's mm. public. It was public. He had the uh, Houston quarterback over three hundred. Stroud. Yeah, mm. Stroud over. It just went over and had an alternative to- or um, alternative spread like mm. minus nine and a half or something. Wow. And it, it paid. Wow. Like th- I think those two paid twenty to one. So I mean, well, he could lose the rest of the year and always still make money. Well, how about Never the, mind. If we, let's well, do... he won fifty thousand last year, like on a on like a twenty dollar yeah. bet. So if you do Zach Wilson over one and a half touchdown passes and the Jets minus six and a half, let's see if they let you part. Oh, I don't want to bet that. Zach Wilson. I'm just trying to get you a twenty to one here on the Jets <laughs> alternate spread. I want to bet Brees Hall to get a couple touchdowns. I want to bet. I want to bet an alter. What goes with an alternative team total with the Jets? You mean an alternative or, uh, line on the game? Yeah, alternative line. I'm sorry. Russell Wilson over because he's got to chuck the ball all over the place because they're behind. Or Jets team total. It's too obvious. That's too correlated. Jets team You're total. Right. It's too correlated. I'm just thinking, who, who? Yeah, you'd almost have to think. Hmm. Do we do something? If they're winging the ball around the yard, as they say. Don't they get it to that receiver that's always that high state receiver that's always crying? Garrett Wilson, yeah, yeah, he had a great game last week. What's his over under? Maybe that's why he'll probably have like a zillion yak yards against this terrible Denver defense. Because you know that if they get rolling, they're going to keep rolling. He's, he's probably fifty nine and a half yards. Hmm, that seems low. Hmm, hmm. And I get it'd be hard to think Wilson doesn't go well. What, now it's interesting. He was like one seventy five last week, right? It was low, low. What, his stat or his? His over-under yards. Oh, his over-under. Yeah, his over-under was low. 200. He went over. Yeah, but uh, what's his number this week? This week it is 204 and a half. Yeah. It went up 20. Now, how much of that is the strength of schedule or the strength of opponent? Yeah, but Has they, to be. 
Yeah, but they sh- he should be – the game script was that he would have to throw in the second half against Kansas City. Yeah, That's but I think, he's throw, I think he's but throwing – The game script is he's got to throw to bury these guys. But 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 then again, if you want to bury a team, I do bet. you really want Wilson to be the guy doing it? I got to bet. Yeah. Fourth quarter, we play the Jets before the game. Uh, because if they're losing – You're fine. We're fine. If, if they're, they're winning, winning, we're, we're fine. fine. That's like it. That's, That's it. it. We get a plus a half late 40. Right now, like Jets plus a half in the fourth quarter minus 130. Ooh, or just even money on the money line. You like that? I like No, that. I want the plus a half. Plus a half in the yeah. fourth quarter? Yeah, I love halves on quarters. Yeah, give me yeah, a dime I'll get on that. that. I I'll like that. that. I like that. that. You like that? There we go. This guy's set. You know, actually. Turning into the Kirk Cousins you know, pod. Are we you done? Like that? Are we done? We're Monday, Monday Night Football. All right. AJ's it, got a three star. I want you to ponder. Maybe you jump in and talk for 10 minutes if you want. You want to? All right. Go ahead. All right, Monday Night Football. Packers one-point favorites here in Vegas against the Raiders. And we have the Packers on the extended, extended rest because they played on Thursday night, and now they don't play until Monday. That has to mean something. Yeah. Um, I love a prop here, actually. I love, love, love over receptions or completions for Green Bay for love. Really? Yeah, and here's why. If you look at Green Bay's schedule, they've played a bunch of man-to-man teams, like heavy man-to-man teams. So the Lions have played play a lot of man-to-man. Um, they played Minnesota, right, if I'm not mistaken. You want to pull the Packers up real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they played Chicago, uh-huh. Atlanta, New Orleans, and Detroit. Okay, so all of those except for Chicago, and again, that was week one, they play more man-to-man than the average team. So there's been tight, tight windows. And good defenses and also, good, other than the Bears itself. Yeah. Yeah. And the situation this week is one of the most lax defense. Mm-hmm. It, it's that old school, you know, I don't even know how you explain it. I think the Colts have a, that guy is the guy, what's his name? He was with the Raiders, the D.C. at the Colts. But anyway, is... I think he's going to have a bunch of windows, and he hasn't had them, and he they're going to want him to get a lot of completions. I think it, there's going to be a lot of short passes. It may, they may be successful, they may not, but I think his completions go through the roof. Mm. Talk about Gus Bradley, who's an indie now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patrick Graham's the coordinator in Vegas now. Okay, but what we know about Vegas is their defense is very hand, hands-off almost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not up in anyone's face. Right, they got one lineman, you know, obviously that can get some pressure. I, I think well, he's, he's he's a stud, but yeah, I mean, you only you only have one. Yeah, you know that's n- so Jordan loves game logs. He had 15 completions against Chicago, 14 against Atlanta, 22 against New Orleans, 23 against Detroit. So trending upwards. Okay, and he was behind in Detroit, so he's thrown from behind. Mm-hmm. What what's the over under? Uh, that is not up yet because okay. Monday night game, so we don't have it up yet. I, Think maybe ask some of your people on I that one. I I, I I like it a good. Well, bit. You know, one thing I like AJ is on Vegas, and I agree with them that I think he's going to get the line move right because I think this line is being priced like we're not sure if G's going to be back for Vegas, and I can't I, I can't imagine he won't be back. You know, with the Monday night game. I agree, but the fact he, that he this, might might they were saying he could play last week possibly. But the fact that they're still uncertain that's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, isn't it is it? weird. I'm not a neuroscientist. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> You better. It, we better look at your resume that you submitted initially. Plus, Doctor Chow, I got it, his number. It is weird though. Like, yeah, like he's still in the concussion protocol. I don't know. I mean, what? Why does? Are you calling him a pussy? I'm. I'm not saying. Everyone's brain <laughs> so is different. So he's not practicing. Well, not, he's yeah, still in the protocol. Yeah. So, so at minimum, it hurts you. He's not practicing. Yeah. I, 
And O'Connell. How good, our, 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 how we loved is, O'Connell in preseason. He how was good terrible. is Green Bay? How good is Green Bay? Uh, a little bit below average. One second. One point below average. A lot depends on they got to get healthy. They got to get their linemen healthy, and you know they got they got. That's get, the thing. Bakhtiari out, and well, he's it, been out for three years. That's yeah. true, but it did look like the the line was it, it didn't it look got, good against the Lions. But I think it got healthier between then and now. And it being a Monday night game helps also. So we do the thing where we home have, game for Green Bay and we Vegas. Have, <clears throat> we have Kevin Cole, uh, the DVOA, the PFF noise canceled. We it's called the pregame EPA and the Neflo. <clears throat> This is four, four all-star type feet, and then we're the upstart in that list. So we take the average, and here is not adjusted for strength of schedule, the best teams in the league. Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas, Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City. We'll start there. Oh, seven is Detroit, and eight is Philly. Nine is Seattle. Ten is Cleveland. Eleven is the Rams. Okay. So what do we do? Kevin Cole puts a score on every game. So we assume instead of doing like saying, hey, what's the point differential? We're saying what's the adjusted Mm -hmm. point differential? And that's the same thing DVOA does. You just have to impute what the the score would be. And the same thing for all these. So really we're saying let's look at the games. Let's find the parts that we think are predictive and bring them forward and leave the luck behind. That's a pretty good list. And then Jacksonville's next, Minnesota, Chargers, Saints, Houston, Tampa. Oh, Houston, pretty high. Yeah, Tampa, Green Bay, they're 18th, Washington, Indianapolis. This all makes a ton of sense to me. Atlanta, Tennessee, New England, Arizona, Jets, Raiders, Cincinnati. So Arizona's better than Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. and they're home, Mm -hmm. and they're catching three. Pittsburgh. My best bet. Denver. Giants, Chicago, Carolina. Oh, that's interesting that, that that Carolina is actually worse than Chicago. And I've got them at the bottom two also. I mean, it's a very simple model, or not even a model, but that's a pretty good list. I mean, what what did you disagree with the most there? Um, Maybe Baltimore being number four. Yeah, just yeah. because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a good. And, and I, think, I would think Casey and I think, Miami. Would I think probably. Baltimore is overrated now because DTR had such a terrible game last week, and that shows up as great stats for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that was just horrible quarterback. They're play. the only team that whipped Houston. Yeah. Right. We had Houston plus ten, and I somehow took a <laughs> loss on that. All right. Okay, we have a special guest, and this is the continuation of the series that we have the smartest audience in all of podcasting fez pretty smart don't you think absolutely now we had, we do a new zealand rugby podcast introduce yourself uh hi i'm nathan from new zealand um thanks for the introduction uh there's no pressure obviously after uh, the uh, smartest uh, audience well we think you're gonna hold up so you work for uh you, you can say the company or it's a company that has a lot of dealings with microsoft yeah so it's a it's a microsoft partner okay new zealand and you, uh, how many people work in the company? Uh, in the company, it's about 700, but 700 spread between New Zealand and Australia. So we're an ANZ company. Okay. And, um, and, and you are, you used to be a coder, but now you're a project manager. Is that fair to say? Or how do you explain it? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a manager. So I've sort of transitioned from being a coder myself to managing people who code. And you love, you love handicapping, but you love to do it in a very analytical way. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, effectively, uh, I actually 
discovered that pro betting was a thing by listening to you guys. So I felt like, um, and, and so, you, so thank you for that. <laughs> you kind of opened my eyes to wow. a whole different world, if I'm honest. Did you, I mean, you probably thought Fez was normal and then you listened to a bunch of other pods and said, hey, there's no one like that one guy. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you did, You it was a buddy that turned you on to the dream preview though. Yes. So I'd, I'd previously been an NFL fan, like I'd played fantasy uh, football mm-hmm. and uh, he'd obviously got onto this podcast um, through that. And so, so I already had sort of a bit of a fandom um, going, but then, uh, yeah, sort of hadn't really combined it with betting. I mm-hmm. never really, like I said, I understood that, that professional betting was even really a thing. So in Australia, I don't know New Zealand as much, but yeah. betting is huge. It is, yeah. Uh, like the horse race. Uh, now, did they horse race there or do they go to Hong? I know Hong Kong, there's a lot of connections with... Uh, is that, see, I don't know geography well. Now, is, is Hong Kong kind of close or... Uh, not really. I mean, it's, so, but, it's, it's probably like a 19-hour flight. So that's the closest kind of place that has the horse racing? Or how's that? No, like horse racing is huge in Australia. It's yeah. in Australia. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But there's the one guy that is supposed to be the biggest winner of all time. Is that, I think his last name starts with a W. I you know who I'm talking about? I've, I've read the story about he he upsticks and, and started a syndicate, right, in Hong yes. Kong. And yeah. was sort of an early adopter of using data. I mean, they made like hundreds and hundreds yeah. of millions. Yeah, I heard the volumes and involved would make ridiculously. Yeah. yeah um but uh but also when i do my cl- book collecting there's always these books i've never heard of and they call them punters right like how to be a good punter yeah and they're always from either britain which made sense to me but australia equally as much yes they're the books that were written by um publisher or supported by publishers down there that you just don't see in america and i always like those books because it's like everyone's not reading them yeah um, so you weren't betting at all. How, how long ago? I mean, I was betting, but it would be recreationally. So like, I really had no idea what I was doing. And, um, and, and then you decided you were going to try to model it. Yeah. Well, I think I started going down that rabbit hole. As I said, listen to you guys sort of understood that there was kind of a world beyond sort of the basics around betting. And, um, when I looked closer at it, I sort of figured, okay, how do you, you know, get to that kind of origination stage and, and, um, yeah, went down some rabbit holes, looked, looked at stuff on YouTube, started off doing some bits in Excel, realized that... And you're doing this with New Zealand Rugby Leagues. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I assume there are multiple leagues? Uh, yeah, there are. Yeah, like in the Southern Hemisphere, there's a couple. So there's a uh, a competition called Super Rugby, which is, at the time anyway, was uh, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. There was a team from Japan. There was a team from Argentina. Um, COVID actually killed off that uh, competition. So now we're down to just New Zealand, Australian teams and one that's from the Pacific Islands. Hmm. But, um, yeah, and in addition to that, there are domestic leagues in New Zealand as well. Now, William Hill here in town takes action on the the main league. So uh, I don't know for sure about that. I know at the moment they're taking action on the Rugby World Cup, which is going on at the moment. Okay. Oh, it's okay. the World Cup. So that's okay. what, that's, yeah, that's what Scott and I were looking at earlier. Okay. And so th- that's going to have a lot more action. Okay, so I think there's a guy on PFF – that was a rugby. I think he was a rugby player. That is on the main podcast. Um, hmm. But uh, I don't think I. I really am embarrassed to say I don't know. Is, I don't know how to play rugby. How do you score? Is that the one where people are like running, like, and they're kind of bunched together? And that's, that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There's, there's an aspect of how much game, is yeah. a goal worth? Uh, a try, which is effectively a touchdown. Um, it's, it's. I'm confused. Worth, it's worth five. <laughs> five. Five, but there's uh, effectively an extra point afterwards, but it's extra two points called a conversion. The conversion's two. Yeah, so you, you can go from five to seven. So you can't kick, but you can't kick a field goal. 
Uh, you can. That's called a penalty goal. That's worth three. Okay. I like that. That one I can keep Did straight. Did you copy well, it from us, the Americans? No, I think it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> that's the rumor. Yeah. Are there over-unders? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's yeah. the typical side and total on a, on a match? Uh, I would say well, a, a typical total would probably be uh, anywhere between in the mid-50s, sort of 53, 55. Is this cricket? <laughs> well, that's the thing. But it, yeah, it's um, – there's no key numbers really because there's so much variation in the scoring and, and I think the reason for that is that when you're taking these conversions, which are effectively the point after, you take them from the point sort of vertically where it was scored, if you know. So, oh, okay. so uh -huh. if you scored the touchdown, you know, like effectively in the corner, you would have to take your extra point from the sideline. Mm. Right. <laughs> so the um the percentage chance of sort of kicking something from the sideline depending on whether you're a left and right kicker no, is, is there kind of a coin? about seventy percent. Is there a coin toss to who gets the ball first or is it just a scrum in the middle? No, it's start? it's it's a coin toss. Will Chamberlain throws up the okay. Is it much of an advantage to have the ball? No. No uh not Fez is, Fez is trying to figure, is there a way to, like, oh, bat it? Like, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, That's the way you do need to think about it. Like, you know, um, but no, it's it's not as important. So position is not as important as it would be in the NFL. It's very different in that respect. So how big of a fandom, like, in, in America, NFL season, it's a level of discourse, right? Level of conversation. Is it like that rugby in or New Zealand? Absolutely not. No, it's it's um it's more like baseball here now, maybe. Well, yeah, it, it's. I think there's obviously there's just fewer eyes on it. There's less media attention. I think from a betting perspective, uh, there's there's really nothing. Like really, in terms, so, of, in terms of media, you know, or content that's focused wow. in any way on betting. But is there legal betting? Oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, there has been since the 90s. So So that's interesting. You're saying it's like a sport that you that your country loves mm -hmm. and people like it to watch it, but they don't bet it. They do bet it, but I think they're betting it sort of purely recreational. Oh, well, that's perfect. Yeah. 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 But, but there is a lot of betting going on. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, so yeah, if you yeah. walked in a bar on a game day, people in there, many of them are going to have bets. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what are the what are the maximums to normalize it for U.S. dollars? Uh. The limits on the bets. Yeah. Um, so the New Zealand domestic competition, so if you were betting at Pinnacle um, at kickoff, I think it would be around about $500 uh, would be the max bet. In so like US WNBA dollars. level. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Super Rugby, which is, uh, as I said, it's a kind of a multinational competition, has a lot more coverage. Uh, that would be about 5000 hmm. Ooh. Yeah. And you, that's like the World Cup. I, no, no, no. The, the You're saying Cup. that's an annual thing, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a – uh, a seasonal competition. So World Cup's different again. That would be much bigger. Much bigger. Yeah, yeah. Super I mean, he's saying every year there's – how many games is there? In, how long does that season go, the Super Rugby season? Uh, season is about 17, 18 weeks. So it's like an NFL season. It is, but with half the number of teams, or okay. less than half. So you get about 80 games a season. Or now, I know Vegas has some kind of rugby extravaganza. Is that still ongoing? Yeah, so that's Rugby Sevens. Yeah. It's hmm. rugby seven. Yeah, which is a variation of it. So a normal rugby game has 15 players per team. This has seven. Um, it's, oh, so it's, it's a different. Sh shorter games, fewer players. It's much faster, a lot more scoring, you know. So we've bastardized once again something else. No, you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we shipped that, like, um, to you because I think it was um, – Probably more in keeping with that kind of entertaining it, it, style. And is that right? true? And the Aspen Aspen has a famous rugby stadium in Colorado. Did you just look on Wikipedia? I've been to Aspen, so it's, it's a beautiful stadium in downtown Aspen. All right, Fez, we enjoyed your questions. Now, <laughs> next he's going to say, "Now, what shoelaces do they? Is it yellow?" 
thought he was about to tell a story about when he was in Aspen. And... The funny thing is he's talking more than you somehow. <laughs> well, I'm asking all the Good question. I'm teasing, buddy. Um, so tell us about your journey that got you into doing this. Because, I mean, you do it pretty well as far, you know, just listening to how you're doing it. It sounds exactly the way we would approach it. Mm -hmm. So we want to hear about it. Um, tell us about initially at some point you decided to go from recreational to take it more seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was something that initially was just a bit of an experiment. So started off, you know, looking at things on YouTube, um, watching like you know, model building. Yeah. But, but people were doing it in Excel and then there's kind of a next level to it. And that stuff's, it's not like something that people can really teach you through something on YouTube. Right. But, but there are resources online. So like, for example, um, there's, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Betfair, the betting exchange, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they actually have uh, like a resource hub that actually has mm -hmm. models on and, there. And they, they, and they have all the data sets. Uh, or a lot of the data sets. Yeah, I've they've seen. got like kind of um, very simplified data sets. They're, they're well, like very like basic kind of intro. Well, you've got your models. proprietary data. Oh, yeah, 100%. But... Yeah. So this is, um, I mean, I guess from their perspective, they're, they're trying to encourage people to go down this route. Mm -hmm. So sort of looked at that. Um, well, because I've got a background in tech, I was able to kind of understand it and get my head around it. So had you done model building or machine learning in your job? No. So machine learning was something that was completely new to me. Um, but there's the, the machine learning aspect of it in some ways is actually i wouldn't say it was simple but it's been simplified a lot because there's a lot of sort of platforms yeah and libraries where you can just sort of write a single line of code that will actually go and do you know, see i i tell you we've been starting up with um ml.net so it's the microsoft uh machine learning platform mm -hmm. And one, it's super opaque, as we were talking about, where it's hard to they, – they give you a model, but it's hard to know um, with the rationale of how it's it's generating it, right? But also, the, what is it called, the hyperparameters? Yeah. Uh, that seems very complex. Uh, like you're saying single line of code, what, what, what are you doing with the hyperparameters in that case? Yeah, so you have to sort of test those uh -huh. and, and arrive at the, the optimal hyperparameters, but um, – you'll actually find that spending a lot of time doing that in general is not as important as actually identifying the, the key features is what they're called. So mm -hmm. find the things that move the needle effectively. That's what you're trying to do. So the, would you explain the hyperparameters as saying they're almost like the conditions of the search? Like how many how many times you're, you're going to go down this one road? How many times? I mean, like... It, it is a bit like that. To be honest, like there's, there's probably a level around hyperparameters that you'd have to be like a true data scientist to really understand what it is that they're doing. But I don't think focusing, or for me anyway, and the things I was trying to do, that focusing a lot of time in that area was the best use mm -hmm. of my time. Mm -hmm. the, the, I think the things that were more important was, I mean, for a start, in any kind of project like this, you're actually going to spend probably half your time just cleaning the data. Get it, yeah, getting hold of it, um, sanitizing it, and getting it into a state when you actually do something with it. Then I think the next part of it, when I'm talking about that feature engineering, is actually just trying to find out which parts of it are relevant, coming up with theories about what you think is important and is going to influence. Um, so you might start out with a correlation matrix of the, like there, there's all these tools that help you, give you hints and direct you a little bit down the path. Would you yeah, agree with yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, it, something simple, right? Like where if, if you were able to somehow acquire, you know, a set of data that gave you how many millimeters of rain, sorry, the, yeah, yeah, me, metric. We don't believe in the metric. <laughs> uh, how many how many inches of rain? Yeah. Uh, Lots of rain is bad for scoring. I would take it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, no, and but the but thing good is for that, the, the the crops. 
<laughs> in, in northern <laughs> northern New Zealand, and 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 that's that's obviously uh, a you know pretty obvious, but you still have to test that out to understand. Uh, All right, so let's say you have the measurement of precipitation, yeah, and then continue. What would you do with it? Uh, then, so if it, once you've got that in uh, in a state where you can work with it, you are building a model. Um, you are feeding that data into it. And mm -hmm. then, I mean, obviously it depends what you're testing it against. So, you know, there's, there's really basic things you can do just in terms of linear regression that would say, okay, look, I can see that scoring declines as this goes up. Do you separate by grass versus artificial turf? Uh, there is no artificial turf. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Simple. Good for the knees. And there's no domes. <laughs> so, so the, the, the two main categories would be you're picking a, or, or forecasting against a binary or you're forecasting against like a continuous uh, yeah. spectrum of numbers. So it could be like the net margin of, or the margin of the game or a win or a loss. Yeah. So, so that's the, the binary part is called a classification mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and the continuous part is called a regression problem, but, um, yeah. Which yeah. one, like, how do you approach rugby? Uh, I, I approach it as a regression thing. I think. Oh, that surprises me. It seems like, like so many people go classification when it doesn't seem like it's as rich of a data set to me, you know? Uh, I think the thing is, if you're thinking about it from a betting perspective, and this is obviously my opinion, but if, if you're using it as a regression problem and you come up with a predicted score, then then you can apply sort of mm -hmm. Kelly staking to it. If you're just looking at it as plus, a you can play derivatives with it. You, yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. halves. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. said, do you like halves? Yeah, that's right. So you know, and you, you can't do that with classification because you you have no sense of the scale of or the difference between what you know you think is going to happen versus what the market thinks. Are they dealing live wagering on this? The book? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So. Let's think about that for a second is let's say we're trying to predict the outcome of a rugby match. Now, there's two ways to do it. One is to get a score for team A, a score for team B, which then imputes the, the differential, you know, the difference. And, and number two would be to just try to figure out the difference. Correct. Yeah. What, what have you found to be the best approach? Uh, just trying to find out what the line would be or the, the, the difference as you, you know. So th that, that limits your total play, let's say. Uh, it's, so it'd be a different model, mm -hmm. different set of inputs to, to produce a total. Uh, but the thing is that, and, and this is just my experience and it'd be different for other people, but if, if the, the line prediction is more accurate than the total prediction because you've got models which obviously have different levels of accuracy. And there's more liquidity typically. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Then you want to focus obviously on the thing that's working better. So if, if you were to you know focus on the total and come up with two different totals and impute you know the line from there, if your total model is not as accurate as the other one, then you're actually going to come up with worse results. All right. So how long did it take you to get – I'm guessing from knowing you just a little – that you had a winning model pretty quick, but it took you like a year and a half before you made your first bet. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, actually, no. All right, I want to hear yeah. this. Um, I was actually, I, I, so the very first thing I actually did was just come up with some power ratings, and I just started betting off the power ratings with very, very small. Scale. Like Fez. Just, yeah, just yeah. Being effectively <laughs> now, did you yeah. did you did you blend the injuries in with the the intrinsic quality of the teams, or uh, did you separate those out? I I didn't. <laughs> are, 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 there Le, are there LeBron James? So are, there, are there guys worth big time to the line, or is everybody like six four and athletic, and they're not much of a difference? Yeah, 100, no, hundred percent. Like you know, there's um, positions that are more important than others. So, um, oh, and it, guys can really move the needle. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like it'd be, it'd be hard to handicap if not, right? Talking about sort of you know six. Take the dog. Six point <laughs> line moves. 
based on a single player. Now, is the best player like, is he stronger or is he just faster? Uh, he would be the playmaker. So the play- almost the quarterback, right? So the guy that... That was my nickname yeah. in college. But they're just <laughs> bumping the, the... What's it called? A ball? <laughs> yeah, the, I... <laughs> that's not good for radio, but I think what you're doing there is Australian rules. Like, with, oh. they punch the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, rugby. I think it was volleyball. Like no, oh, there's no, oh, there's no punching in rugby. Um, just each other. But uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So back to the mall. Yeah. Where do you vacation now? Um, <laughs> so how did it progress? Uh, so started out with the, the simple stuff. Um, when I eventually – right, it probably took me uh, – just trying to think about how long it actually might have been longer no no i think it was about six months okay yeah like uh, i i sort of now was your was your power ratings winning just just that was it winning for you yeah it actually was like uh but um i don't think it was very resilient yeah so but but it made uh, it made me obviously feel that it was you were on to something it was possible like Yeah. yeah i mean i think you get you get a gauge just from that of how weak the market is do teams let up like nfl teams when they get up 20 points no no, no, that, no, no. It's they just, they just on, play the same. Put on the throat. Like, um, so yeah, mm. some big scores. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing you did a comprehensive search around the net, academic papers and such. Mm-hmm. Was there any good scholarship on rugby? No. That, which no. probably encouraged you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I think so. Like, um, I, th- I think part of it is just the, the, yeah, because it's lower liquidity. I think, you know, a lot of, Clearly, there's not big syndicates that are investing a lot of time in this. How many outs is there? Like, if you were, were in every legal book mm. in New Zealand, how many are there? Um, New Zealand's a bit of a unique case because we don't have uh, effectively any regulation about joining overseas Ooh. books. Now, the government are trying to change that, but right now you can get outs pretty much everywhere. So you've got you can you probably have what ten different places you can bet it. The, the the problem with it is, and I and I absolutely would, is that there's probably one or two market makers so in the case of you know the the new zealand domestic league which is called the npc that there's uh bet365 mm-hmm. and then there's probably 20 books that are just copying them all right so clones or what okay yeah, yeah. so it's really no benefit in having a lot of those accounts well but it, it benefits you with limits i mean if you can get five bets in and can you bet the wrong side of bet365 uh, phony up the game they're trying to head fake them yeah <laughs> um, you that's when you've arrived <laughs> you you probably could actually yeah, yeah. all right yeah. So well, will find a way to corrupt any situation <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i think uh there's obviously the people who are cloning bet365 um pinnacle mm-hmm. you know um so that's available there's the new zealand domestic bookmaker which is called the tab and they are probably the the, the weakest um because i think they've they've because they're getting mostly recreational money. Yeah, and traditionally had no competition. Um, like and, Vegas. Yeah, and the funny thing about them is that they they put out the effectively the world opener, right? So they they go out oh. first, so it'll be first thing on a Monday morning. And um, but you're saying Pinnacle the, is 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 opening off of that, or they're just opening later? No, they're just opening later. Okay. So Are there geographical differences within like like one book? It's just centered in Auckland, and they they on the on the Auckland Aces they they deal two two points higher. No, so it's um, the New Zealand. Uh, bookmaker is is nationwide okay and there's only one based in new zealand but okay so, okay yeah yeah so but as i said you got access to everything else so you, you do see quite a wide variation but if you wanted to get three i'm not asking what you bet but if you wanted to get three dimes off on a game you could yeah 100 yeah, yeah, because i mean those clone books yeah i mean it's yeah. like paper heads here okay so did you have a moment because this is what i always enjoy the most mm. where it's 1 30 in the morning you know you should be asleep 
because you got work in them, whatever, mm. and you you feel like you're kind of venturing into territory that's never like Marco Polo style. It's never been ventured into before. Do you do you, do you get that titillation oh, from that? 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, the moments are, and it's it's it probably sound weird to people who haven't sort of tried these sorts of things. But they're not listening. They have. That's, that's right. <laughs> Where um you know you're you're running back tests and you're mm -hmm. you're looking at a number come up that's telling you a percentage, right? Like you know, and you you try something and it comes up 55%. You think, okay, that's good. And then you think, what if I just did this, you know, and then all of a sudden 58, you know, mm -hmm. and um, you get to this point where you, you basically, yeah, you hit the button. You know, the machine it's like goes, a slot machine. Yeah. Yeah. It, effectively. It's like, it is, it's like, the, you know, the wheels go round and you're just <laughs> sitting there waiting for the number to come up and then it, it, you come up and you kind of know if you've hit the jackpot or not. It's, um, it's actually pretty exciting. I agree. I agree. And it, plus it's, it's, it's not unseemly and it's, and it's something meaning that you're the way you pursue it, and it's also it's intellectual. It's like the, like intellectual stuff doesn't have to be boring, right? Oh, no. For most people, yeah, it is, yeah. and for most situations, it is. So, if you didn't have, how much did your background in coding help? Ah, uh, hugely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, I think you know a person off the street would probably have struggled to do it. Uh, not necessarily because of the machine learning aspect, but it's all the other things. Mm -hmm. Like um, just trying to get it into a state, like getting the data was was a big part of it, but also get into a state where these things become repeatable because, and I've heard other people say this, if it was difficult to do on a week-to-week -week basis, you know, like on a Sunday night and you know it's going to take you four hours to do a bunch of manual stuff, you're just not going to do that, I think. Eventually you're going to get sloppy or you'll quit. Yeah, or you can automate it. Or but no. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The automation. Yeah. Now, do you partner with anyone? Uh, no. Okay. So this was something you were, and is it something that like, hmm, that like, do people know like at work that you you're like the one of the best, as far as I can see, you're the best rugby handicapper I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but do, do, are you known for that now? Uh, no. No. And you keep it undercover. I'd prefer to, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll <laughs> wait a, for that now. I no, think, no, no. He smart. only gave his first name. Um, <laughs> did uh, and actually, I, I, it's, now's the time to announce this. This is AJ. AJ's doing an imitation. Oh wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's the guy that does the imitation. <laughs> yeah, but you know. <laughs> um, so, how much better is the model now than it was when you first thought it was bettable? Uh, yeah, significantly better. So, and and it was you no know, sort of the difference between going from a team level to a player level, like for example, and and and, and getting the benefit of that. And how many years have you been batting it at its current level of sophistication? Uh, no, I mean not long, no, because uh -huh. it's con constantly evolving. That's the okay. Thing. Like, I mean, it, you you can never really rest like on these things, and it's it's because you're afraid other people are going to catch on to it. It's partly that. It's it's definitely partly that. But I think, as you kind of alluded to earlier, it's the intellectual challenge is actually what's driving it, and and the you know you want to improve, so you're always trying to do better. Um, and yeah, you, so these, you're kind of worried that the market will catch up, but um, it's just the 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 process and the exercise of going through it, like in, in a funny way, and, and I. Steve probably wouldn't agree with me here, but it's um in in a, in a way. No, I'm just saying that the um the money at the moment is just kind of the way of keeping score. It's not you know the be all and end all for me. Yeah, I wouldn't agree. No, I, exactly. I knew you wouldn't. But but I'm I'm not but a in professional. A way that, right? In like, a way that makes it even more enjoyable. That it, it's a hobby. You know, here's the funny thing. In America, back in the '70s. There was a lot of intelligent people that worked manual labor jobs. Not that there's not now, but like there was 
whole swaths of the country that hardly anyone went to college. So it doesn't matter if in another generation you would have went to Ivy League school, you became a coal miner or whatever. But you were just maybe a machinist or something more sophisticated. And those people would come home, no internet, and horse racing was a huge pursuit where they would get that. Like, The Wire depicts this. Have you ever seen The Wire? Yeah, absolutely. And the, remember the second year where the, um, I forget his name now, but the white, the white kid that was, um, what was it? It was Ziggy and the, uh, his, his cousin. His cousin had a dad that was against all the BS and all the crime, and he would literally handicap and he, he mind bet for 20 years. He never made a bet, but he would handicap the entire card and watch it at night because it gave him something intellectual to do. So I, I love, I mean, to me, when you read about the guys in the 70s and 80s, there are a lot of people like that. And I love that. Oh, they're still doing it. You go to Vegas, you go to any race book, you know, the sports yeah. bettors are just, oh, give me the Steelers, you know, but the race guys have all their daily racing forms, all their numbers laid out, you're making their $2. Yeah, but they're old. They're they're all. I mean that eating. that's a dying you know that's a they're dying. All, yeah, there's a, there's a real art to what those guys would do as well. You know, like they 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 would be looking at um, you know things that people wouldn't think of, but they'd also watch the horses right, and that's that 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 understand the like, physical the, yeah the yeah. gait like and the running style and these things you know stuff that a normal person couldn't pick up. For every one book on sports betting pre 1980. There's 30 or 40 horse racing books. Yeah. Like the scholarship is, and plus the academic papers on it are through the, you know, through the roof. Because well, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe 76 ish. Prior to that in Vegas, you couldn't bet 11 to make 10. It was like an onerous tax because it was yeah. a 10, there was a 10 percent federal. I think it was a federal uh, tax on the on the action on the action. So basically, they, they it was impossible to be profitable. But what, and they but sliced what, it to two percent. But what they would do is they would have a ten x or a hundred x relationship. So they'd bet like they would know it because it was a guy that came there all the time, and he said, give me five bucks on that, it meant 50 or it meant 500. Right, that's a good point. So, But no, it still was a huge hindrance. I, I agree. I mean, Jimmy Vaccarino's guys talk about that change sprung everything. And isn't it interesting that almost all the old bookmakers that are now retiring all started in their mid-20s in the late 70s. Exactly. So, yeah, so... Um, so in case people are thinking, oh, man, it might be great to get on the model with him, well... That's why it's good to be Fez and RJ because we're we're gonna do a little work with them and uh, maybe trade some info and see if we can uh, really liquidify this market a little bit. I don't think the podcast is gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> now, last question: Are you? And then you? Any closing thoughts? Are you Team Fez or Team RJ? Be honest. Uh, but before today, I would have said Team Fez, but um, now that you've met us, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm playing he, sick. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not it's 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 not a knock on um, you, but I, I I just think um, I, I can tell people out there that RJ is actually much nicer in person than perhaps the impression that he gives. But I think it's all part of the show, right? I mean, come on. Well, no, I like busting balls, but it's all good natured. It's yeah, all yeah. good natured. Yeah. But but it. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. But that's interesting. That's, <laughs> I'm a fat guy. No, no, no. I'm just a very charming fellow. Is is um. This is interesting because a lot of people say, RJ, what we love about the pod, and they're talking to me, so okay, is you keep them accountable. Mm -hmm. Now, you've had to have that emotion. Oh, no, I 100% agree. You just I wish agree. I did a little nice. <laughs> but, you but, know, but that's what makes it entertaining, right? So. When I made a couple of funny jokes today, I looked over, you were laughing every time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Uh, no, as I said, like, I, you know, kind of... Um, 
sort of thankful to you guys. Wow. And, I mean, it's, it sounds a bit cheesy. We're going to come known. on your podcast and that, but, no. but honestly, like, you, it really opened my eyes you, to like a different world. You know, it's good that you say that because like we have this conversation all the time that we're all, we're so like engrossed in our own. Well, what am I going to say when I'm asked this or what's my next topic? Mm -hmm. Then RJ says something brilliantly funny, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, you got a better yeah. sense. Of, you didn't even have a sense of humor before. You you actually laugh in the right spots now. I'll give you credit for that, Fez. Um, all joking aside. This is very heartening to us because one, we do pride ourselves on having an intelligent audience, and uh, and and that doesn't mean education. I, I know a lot of dumb people with a nice college degree and a lot of really smart people that dropped out of high school. To me, it's someone that uses their brain yeah. when when they want to. Gordon Gecko said that, <laughs> is right? That in, in Wall Street. Oh no, he goes, I don't care about them Harvard MBA types. Yeah, that was what he's. Um, but but hearing this makes it feel real to us because we are in a studio and we don't really we're not on Twitter all the time doing this show because we want to concentrate. So it's nice, and plus we're going to make a lot of money. So it's all going to even out. Now, how often do you make it to the U.S.? Uh, not often. I mean, it's, yeah, but every last, once a year. No, not at all. Like the last time I was here was before COVID. So he's like on the other side of the world. Yeah, it's a long yeah. way to come. But I think if I think we should set a goal for a profit, and when we hit it, then you come back and we celebrate. Hey, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for the kind words, and we appreciate your thanks and. Well, Fez, you can take us out here. Right, thank you, Nathan. And everyone out there, hey, <laughs> hey, be careful out there. See, Fez is not as good as me. Bye, guys. Bye.